Gagazet is Ronso land, sacred mountain of Yevon. The mountain will not bear the footsteps of infidels. Here is Radio Gagazette, Radio Gugazette, Radio Blavazette. <laughs> uh, this is the Every FNFF podcast. I had to think of what we were for a minute. I was like, this is the Every FNFF. And then <laughs> like my mind had like a bunch of media types in the it. Year 2021. Like, uh... <laughs> Podcasts are banned. <laughs> it's pod loose. How long have we been pod doing loose. this podcast now? A while. Like, Either too two, long or not long enough, depending on who you ask, mm, I think. Interesting. How many... We had a guest on our second episode? We only made it one episode in, is that right? Yeah, we... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, who was our first guest? Before I was even on. Oh, that's true. I wasn't even... Out. Hey, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> this is Ali. John Tier. Oh, it's Ali! Oh, that's hey. right. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, pretty good. You know him many things, but most... Most people know him as the first every FNFF guest. It's me. <laughs> Before I was even a host. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You were, you were present in spirit and mechanics. <laughs> Ollie is actually OG. Yeah, Ollie has more uh, seniority than I do. <laughs> well, it's, I'm glad to be back, though. Dude, it feels like it's been about a calm length since we started this podcast. Yeah, seriously. I feel like it would have anyway, just because we have been doing it for so long and everything's like... You know, like that's how time works, but especially because like we finished the first season and then everything in the world just went insane. Oh my god, it did, I know. And it has <laughs> not stopped. <laughs> it definitely feels weird because this this isn't in person. Like when I was doing it the first time, we were all in the same room. Yeah. We we're in my very hot, sweaty attic. <laughs> we had to turn off the AC between break during the break, I should say. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and now we're all like yep in warehouses and far apart <laughs> uh, speaking of keeping it nice and cold though we're uh we're at uh mount gagazette today baby i'm so excited a beautiful snowy wonderland according to lulu it's all plateaus past the calm lands so a nice snowy vertical <laughs> plateau yeah you know love it what is a mountain but a upright erect field <laughs> but but several plateaus stacked on one another <laughs> yeah like a tiramisu <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely yeah i'm hungry now <laughs> um yeah we just fought defender x defender 10 depending on how you want to say it <laughs> right the little little uh, colossus who could <laughs> and we are uh, we're in a kimari's turf now baby we made it all the way yeah so we're after we end the last cutscene, um, seeing a unit kind of look out over the area, um, we enter a snowy kind of bend with a bunch of columns on either side, leading up to what's almost like a tori gate, like in Japan, but yeah. it's in the in, in in the mountains with covered yeah. snow and stuff. That's actually what I was thinking too when I saw these. For some reason, when you said tori gate, I just immediately went to like British politics, and I'm like, what the fuck do the oh, Tories no. need a gate for? <laughs> Let's <laughs> do this time. <laughs> That's like their answer to the wall. Hashtag. But yeah, like as soon as we like start walking up on the mountain, 
there's like a like you know we're at the we're at the foot of it right so there's like still some like clearings and like areas to stand so kind of as soon as we walk in there's a little uh, a little nice clearing that's oh, a clearing twice but whatever <laughs> um and fucking Biran and Yanke fucking jumped down from the mountain somewhere. And I was like, oh, I knew it wouldn't be fucking long before we saw these bozos. Yeah. <laughs> Kelk Ronso, Maester of Yevon, is here. Uh, he Yo, don't like, you hate up? it when you go back to your hometown and all your bullies from high school are there as well? Like at the at the <laughs> local dive bar and you're like, ah, oh, this fucking asshole. I hope he doesn't recognize me. I don't want to talk to him. I wonder if he still has that horn that he stole from me. <laughs> Also, your bullies have, like, teamed up with, like, a local pastor. (laughs) 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 Father McGillicuddy, not you, too. (laughs) (laughs) He also is shoving you in your locker now. Like, it just sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Kelk got up here pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, I want to talk about this real quick. This is the guy who uh, Oren said it was convenient that he left the church, right? Right. Yes. Okay, so me thinking that they were just like, oh, yeah, he left we like i thought that they just killed him like i thought that that was the thing but not at all it's just like no he literally it li- like yeah, he, uh, why was there so much, just why left. do we put so much gravity on convenient when like literally he's just like um yo fuck this shit it's too yeah we won't be seeing him around very much anymore he's going to I chicago it, i take it to me like aren't <laughs> I think it's meant that, like, Aaron was thinking, like, oh, convenient of him to, like, wash his hands of the whole thing. Like, I, that's what I, I figured. Yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of like, that's it. We're no longer supporting Donald Trump in yeah. this, his last week in office, because of this new horrible thing that happened. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. you don't just get a fucking, we don't get a stamp of approval for doing the bare minimum <laughs> at the fucking yeah, end of right, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they the pulled a- well, all that time, Kelk was considering leaving. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was really right. weighing. <laughs> so, like, from now on, we'll, we'll call that pulling a Kelk. <laughs> Twitter and all these multimedia platforms are really Kelking this week. <laughs> Man, exit really is just like real life. <laughs> I know it sucks. <laughs> That's why it sucks. <laughs> no, I'm just um, kidding. I do really like Final Fantasy X. I do not like everything else about the world, though. <laughs> the real world. Speaking of uh, Ollie, you were last on first season one. One. What's your experience with Final Fantasy X? Um, I remembered playing it was when it was new. Um. Like on the PS2? On the PS2, yeah. Uh, I originally did not make it to the very end. I believe I I got fairly far in like the last chapter, but I didn't complete, like the, I didn't beat the last boss. Oh. So I had to watch a few videos at that point <laughs> to figure out what happened. Did in you the do end. what I always do with RPGs, which is like you get to the last boss and then you're like, no, I can't beat it until I do all the side quests. But then you just never do the side quests, so you never beat it. Uh, I was kind of lazy on that one. I'm not usually a completionist. Mm. So with that one, I just basically wanted to get over with the the main story just to know what happened. Uh, Um, if I felt like it, I would have gone backwards, but I mean, that was still, was that still memory cards? Mm. I didn't feel like it at that point. (laughs) Yeah. I think with, um, with RPGs for me, like I usually try and just like finish the game and then go back and do side quests. So that's why I hate when there's like timed events that it's like, Oh, if you didn't do this the first time, then have fun on your next playthrough to do it or whatever. Like I always hate that. But I think I, I actually found out recently that what I thought for years was the final boss of tales of symphonia that I've been talking about forever being like, I got to the <laughs> final, final boss. There was a bunch of fake outs and stuff, but I finally got to the final boss and then like didn't beat it. And then like, I was talking about that the other day, 
and someone was like, oh yeah, no, that's not the final boss. I was like, oh fuck, like I wasn't even close <laughs> Dude, Tales games do be that way. <laughs> yeah. They like lead you oh, up to like this big though. final encounter and then you finally do it and like they'll like run credits or even be like, and everybody was fine, but then also this other thing happened. <laughs> like, ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a, a bunch of the Ronso pop out. It's kind of like, this is all the Ronso, baby. I've never seen so many Ronso in one place. Yeah, for a snow barren mountain, everyone who lives here doesn't wear many clothes. I guess, I don't know. I guess the cats on my porch are fine, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think because they're they're like cats, they are, seem to be okay. Um, I do want to talk about that a little later on about someone okay. not being dressed appropriately for this I, area. I, but we can I get think to I know what you're to referring it. to because I was going to approach that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kelt comes out and says, Summoner Yuna and Guardians leave here at once. Gagazet is Ronso land, sacred mountain of heaven. The mountain will not bear the footsteps of infidels. And like Biron and fucking Yankee have to jump on. Biron says, enemy of Yevon is enemy of Ronso. Leave traitors. And like, you, you just jumped in that conversation to sound cool. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I like how Yuna snaps back though. Like it's a really Ooh, fucking kick ass moment. Like I, I kind of wasn't expecting this, even though like obviously this is going to be her response. But she says, I have cast aside Yevon. I follow the temple no more. Um, which is just so badass. It's like that I, was her I whole thing, it. and now she's just like, no, fuck that. I'm still doing this, but like, not not for the religious reasons. Yeah, no, that is badass. It's definitely a kind of quote that I would expect to see in like a history book somewhere, where you see a picture of Yuna, and like the quote is that, like it's one of the popular <laughs> things she ever said. <laughs> Let them eat albed potions. <laughs> Kelk says, then you will die by those words. And Yuna again, <laughs> she says, so be it. Like. Oh shit, she's ready to throw the fuck down. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, Yevon has warped the teachings and betrayed us all. And even Waka jumps in and says, Nothing but a bunch of lowdown tricksters, eh? And like, I was like, ah, Waka finally coming, finally coming around. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, like Riku and Titus are like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like cheering. They both do the same animation too at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down with Yevon. Like, yeah, Waka's finally turned. <laughs> He's been Jokerfied. He's he's been Jokerfied, but not quite as heavily as being Jokerfied. He's been Tricksterfied. The other Mark Hamill character. <laughs> a Joker only uses ten percent of his tricks. I don't even know how much <laughs> the percentage is for a Trickster. She says, uh, "We have no regrets." And then Yankee says, "Blasphemers!" And like they get ready to fight. Like Biron and Yankee kind of like square up, and Kimari runs up in front of them and like you know to protect Yuna. Kelk says, "A summoner and her guardians." And then Lulu kind of like, I feel like she's like, cause tries to jump in the middle of this situation that's beginning and says, Lord Kelkronso, if I may, have you not also turned your back on Bevel? And then Oren says, but still, you guard Gagazet as a Ronso, not a maester. Uh, Yuna is much the same. And then Buran like looks back at Kelk and says, Elder Kelk, let Buran rend them asunder. And Yankee like goes, no escape, not one. <laughs> and uh, Yuna says, no, we will not flee. We will fight and continue on. And so there's this whole situation going down. People are getting ready to fight. And like Oren and Lulu are trying to kind of like suss out some kind of peaceful option here. 
Kelk says, you've been branded a traitor, but still you would fight sin, lost to the temple, hated by the people, and yet you continue your pilgrimage? Everything is lost. What do you fight for? And then she just says, I fight for Spira. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. That would be like another history Unipog. book quote for her, for sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely. would be the chapter title of like this. It's <laughs> like a bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I drive for, or I break for spirit. <laughs> How's my fighting? Call 1 800. <laughs> Eunice says, uh, The people long for the calm. I can give it to them. It's all I can give. Defeating sin, ending pain. This I can do. And while all that is going on, it also just kind of has like different shots of the party, you know, like hearing these like inspirational words. And it shows um, Kimari standing up like chest to chest with uh, Biran. And like Biran is fucking massive. He is like towering over Dude. Kimari. Yeah. Like Kamari's like face is at his like chest and they're both like pushing out their chest like ready uh, to Kamari like... is already like seven feet tall or at least. Yeah. And then yeah. Biron is like another head and a half higher than him. So he's just he's like... like nine feet at least. Yeah. He's yeah, for sure. Boy. So one thing I would interject with is, and this is kind of nerdy, but it was something I thought was kind of cool was Kelk. From what I remember, Kelk speaks pretty much straightforward English, at least in, you know, in the, in the English script. I was literally going to yeah. say the same thing. I think he went to Yevon College. Yeah. But it makes, it makes sense, though. Everyone else like, talks like the Hulk. Yeah. But it makes sense because, like, everyone else is spending most of their time around other Ronto. So he's the only one who would actually, you know, as a maester, have contact with everybody else who speaks common language. He's the only one who speaks the maester's English, I think is what they call it. <laughs> I think uh, the, the, like, canonical in-lore reason for this is that, like, the, the Church of Yevon hasn't gotten around to, like, fully assimilating the Ronto yet like oh, they yeah. did with the guado where they're like the guado they still speak the old speak but like you like yeah, that older yeah. couple or whatever like the ronzo or like yeah like all of yevon's like now we'll get them next like we'll we'll like just take away all of their culture for our own purposes <laughs> later the guado would be more bearable if they did speak like the ronzo though <laughs> yeah they have a combination where they're like thou mountain gagazette climbing not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have a smaller vocabulary but it's a much like fancier vocabulary <laughs> yeah right <laughs> My mountain not let traveler on forsooth <laughs> <laughs> but uh but after this exchange though I, Kelk is swayed by it and he because he turns around and says Ronso let them pass Summoner Yuna, your will is stronger than steel, tempered steel that not that even the mightiest Ronso could not hope to bend. Yuna, we bow to your will. Now go. The sacred heights of Gagazet welcome you. And there's like a cool like camera shot that shows from underneath uh Kelk and like shows the big gate on top of him, and he's like, ah, oh, you can go. Um and then Yuna bows and says, We thank you, and then you're allowed to pass on. Yeah, you can save yeah. now. I also do want to point out that um like while all this is going on, like you can tell that the the animation team didn't really put too much of their time into like animating the Ronzo <laughs> talking compared to like any other character. Yeah. Like just because it's like they don't the have an articulated jaw. Yeah. They just it's... have like almost like a stretched texture where their mouth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was a little bummed about that. Because yeah, I kind of wish like <laughs> if you're seeing Kamari's like beautiful like upgraded model for his face like everyone yeah. else says it looks kind of uh play-doh-y yeah you can definitely tell the the age of the game with that <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, at this point, you're allowed to like walk around and talk to your party members if you want, as we usually do. Um, and they all say various things. Are there any that stood out to you guys? Uh, Riku's still thinking. Yeah, and she's still saying, oh, this yeah, is tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a toughie. Uh, yeah, like, Lulu just mentions that Yuna has grown very strong, like, and it's obvious now. I'd say it's more like she's driven, don't you think? That's why she's strong. She's still pressing forward. When weak people are driven, they can't go far before they break. She keeps going forward because she is strong. Which I think is pretty cool. I, uh, so I talked to everybody, uh, I know Waka says something about, like, oh, past here is Xanarkand, and this Xanarkand's probably in Crumbles, but maybe the one you're from is out there somewhere, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh, um, I talked to Oren, who had a really I like Oren. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oren's is He basically is kind of calling out, like, the kind of, like, outsider privilege kind of thing. Yeah. It is as I thought. What is? Yevon is in turmoil. Micah tries to keep it whole, but it crumbles around him. Look, I couldn't care less what happens to Yevon. Because you are not of this world. To those who truly believe in the teachings, a time of much pain is coming. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And if you if you talk to him again, he has more cool dialogue as well. Um, just like with everything that we know, like I know that on the podcast we've alluded to Gagazette before. We're kind of learning more lore-wise about like how like just like historic this mountain is and how like dire it is for summoners and stuff. And Oren says, 10 years ago, I looked up at Gagazette from where we stand now. And Titus is like, my old man say anything? And he says, I do not remember. All I could think of was how, how I might keep Braska alive. Your duties as guardian will soon end. Yeah, yeah. I do like the thought that he, he too has been like, oh, how do I keep my summoner alive? So I guess he had learned the truth about it. Possibly. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't learn the truth yet, and he's just thinking about how to get Broska to Xanarkand. Because, like, this mountain's a I think, bitch. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's implied that he, at least my reading of it was that it's implied that he knew that, like, what the what the uh the the pilgrimage actually is and Braska like what's going to be at the end because i mean like he was saying oh, yeah, he's not an outsider does, to yeah. all of this like he knows like all the cultural stuff the only one who like didn't is titus because he's an outsider that's right i spoke to maester kelk next he of course says uh summer yuna's words they ring clear in my soul small voice small frame but a will that towers over gagazette's peak <laughs> very good <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think with Waka's dialogue, he just kind of talks about how he's starting to believe or, like, actually does believe Titus about his Xanarkand and stuff and that, you know, hopefully they can find a way there. Oh, yeah, it's like, hey, your home is just coming up. We're almost there. Yeah, and, like, Titus thinks he's making fun of him. He's like, yeah, like, as, as if you believe it. I do like Waka's yeah. gradual, like, turning. It's not instant. Yeah. There's a bit of a struggle. <laughs> I, I feel like he's becoming a little bit more bearable now. We can push him left. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <My> goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, at that point, I would say that we're ready to start the climb, yeah? Yeah, we can say yeah. we can, uh, there's a merchant guy here we can talk to if you want to yep. load up on stuff. Get some some tough Ronso weapons. Oh yeah, they're the, only the best. Yeah, because uh, the Sacred Heights of Gagazette shun the weak. Use Ronso <laughs> weapons. I think it, it pretty good weapons, too. I don't know if I actually bought any, but they, they have a lot of slots yeah. that you can customize okay. and stuff. And they have, like, the first one, like, the Baroque Sword has, like, strength plus 10% and then two open slots, so. Cool. Um, it's not important, but I think at this point you can go back. If you haven't gotten a Chocobo, you can go back and the Chocobo trainer will not make much of a stink about trying to give you one. Oh. 
Oh. So you only have to have like one conversation to like try to try to train it instead of like convince her that like you should have a choke oh. So this nice. is when that this is when that shifts. <laughs> Okay. Nice. I will talk about chocobos later. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, there actually is one more thing of dialogue. That's uh, uh, another Ronso standing next to the the merchant, um, and uh, they say, uh, "To Ronso, losing Horn is greatest disgrace. But Hornless Kimari returned to mountain. Why? Kimari stand tall, unashamed. Lose Horn, but gain friends. It's pretty nice. No, <laughs> I do like that. Hornless. Um, but yeah, we can go all of like fucking three steps up the mountain before we get another cutscene. Like we're stopped <laughs> again. <laughs> like it's literally not even to like the next little clearing. We just like go past the gate and immediately cutscene. Um, Biron and Yankee kind of like come down on us again, like the same way that they did the first time almost. Um, but they stand in front of us, and uh, Titus says, Ugh, "Haven't you bothered us enough?" And Biron says, "Summoner may pass." Guardians may pass. Kimari not pass. Kimari shames Ronso brothers. Kimari forget his birth. Forget his people. Forget his mountain. Little Ronso. Weakling Ronso. And then uh, Biron says, Mountain hate the weak. Hate the small. If you will climb. And then Kimari just goes, I will prove my strength. And uh, Biron says, You think you will win? You not forget who took your horn. Never forget. Which would, did we know that? We knew that, right? That they so, were the ones. I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, this this could be immediately where like you find that out, or um, I just realized like in my screenshots, like right before you get to the uh, to the mountain where this cutscene happens, there's like another yeah. Ronso just standing there, and if you talk to him, he says, "Quarrel between Biron and Kimari started ten years ago. Young Ronso fight each other to show strength. Biron beat Kimari, but Kimari never admit losing, not once. Angry Biron broke Kimari's horn. Kimari could not bear uh, shame and okay. left and left Sacred Mountain." Kimari talk less after Horn broken. Well, I guess we know like Kimari's story pretty much then, right? Yeah. <laughs> he yep. was on the mountain until that happened, and then he went out, and then he eventually found Orin, I think? Maybe Orin who, coming back down the mountain? He, well, after he was saved by Rin, right? Oh, like, okay. Rin saved Orin coming back down the mountain, and then Orin got up, told Kimari that there's a little girl named Yuna in Bavel, take her to Besaide. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Oh, wow. it's, all it's all coming together. It's all coming together. I feel like I know everything now. <laughs> uh, Yankee says, uh, Kimari never beat Brother Biron. Never win. And uh, Kimari says, this time I win. I will win. And like Titus gets ready to fight. Like he's like, all right, let's fucking do this. And yeah. Kimari like puts his hand up and is like, no. And Titus just says, is this some kind of Ronso thing? Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, you know what? I used to hate Titus for this kind of stuff, but now I'm just like, he's just he's just a dullard. It's fine. Like Yeah, he's just dumb. He's trying, I think, but he's, he's just trying. Dumb. At the very yeah. least, at least he caught on to that fast. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and at least he's not like he said it in kind of an insensitive way, but at least he's not like, no, that's stupid. I'm gonna help you fight. He's like, Oh, okay, this is a thing that I should, you know, probably sit out. Hashtag yeah. just Ronso things. <laughs> yeah, and then all the Ronso kind of just like generically insult each other for a little while, and then we get into a battle. <laughs> Hell yeah! So there's actually a really cool music that's been playing since we entered, which is like a nice, beautiful, like kind of. Uh, I know I'm not sure the name of like a Japanese like style violin that kind of thing, but it's been playing. But it's very like mm. beautiful and ornate. But like during the basically boss fight, it's still playing, which is really kind of nice. Like we're on this mountain with this like beautiful shimmery. Uh, kind of Japanese style music playing behind it. 
Yeah. So like, it's a really cool juxtaposition than what we're, we're used to, especially of like all these other bosses, which just have the standard like enemy attack music. Yeah. yeah. So one of the th two reasons that I selected this as my chapter to to join in on was because of that song. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. Really? It's one of my favorite songs in the entire uh, soundtrack. It's such a good track. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to it again. I don't really remember right offhand exactly how. It yeah, goes. there's a lot of really good music in this episode. Yeah. But yeah, we're in a basically a boss fight, but it's just Kimari and it's just Kimari, the character who you may not have leveled up at all during the course of the game. Well, the good thing is that the um, the health of Biran Yankee actually depends on how strong your Kimari is. It actually scales, so it yeah, so oh, that's it's not good. too hard. Because for me, I was like, okay, I got this, I got this. But then I looked in the thing. There's some there's some math that goes involved in calculating what their um, HP is. Yeah, and not not just HP either, like strength and magic as well. Um, yeah, that would make it, sense. It, it's pretty much just like, because um, I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, up until like two or three weeks ago, I was just like having Kimari hover around the Ultima thing that's locked behind two, you know, uh, four level four key spheres. I was like, if I didn't level up, I might be like kind of screwed here, but it kind of works like Final Fantasy VIII where like this fight in particular just stacks with whatever uh, Kamari is. There's like a bunch of math yeah. depending on what Kamari's strength stat is will determine uh, what Biran and Yankee's uh, stats are. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I think Biran is like the strength one and then Yankee I think is like the magic one if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which, speaking of, this is a good place to use Lancet because there's some really good stuff you can yes. take from these guys. Oh, yeah. It's cool because, like, I like that, like, you know, Kimari knows the Lancet. And then at the very beginning, we're told that Kimari knows the Fiend's way of fighting. And, like, I like that this kind of just implies that, like, no, all the Ronso do. Like, all the Ronso have the ability to learn Fiend attacks. Because, like, we've been using Lancet to get Kimari's overdrives, which are just enemy attacks. But if you use them on Viran and Yankee, you can get the ones that they've learned from other fiends. So, yeah, like, if you've so missed a lot of overdrives, you can get them here. You take credit. Yeah, like, notably, I think it's all of the ones up to this point. If you missed any of them, like, you'll just get them when you as you use Lancet on both of them. So some of the things I got, um, Doom from Viran, which is a curse in Pokemon where... After 20 moves, it just does instant death on whoever you cast it on, which is really <laughs> cool. Um, and I also got, I think, Mighty Guard, which just casts shield and protect on your whole party. Dude, Mighty Guard is so fucking choice. It is like, oh, dude, it will save your butt. Yeah. The other one, I think, is White Wind, which is also a really good one. Yeah. Um, I think that's a healing one, right? Yeah, it heals your entire party for whatever your H, whichever Kamari's HP is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So if he has a thousand HP, it will heal everyone else for a thousand HP. Wasn't that also just a little throwback? Um, it's like an every Final Fantasy. Yeah, because I, I think it was like an Aerith. Uh, I think it was an like, Aerith limit break. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That was not White Wind. That was a, uh, I think Healing Wind because. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you're right. Because one of the enemies on the beach outside of the Gold Saucer teaches you white wind for your ah. enemy skill material oh, right that makes more <laughs> sense then that lines up that's very cool yeah yeah. yeah the other things i think yankee you can get from is fire aqua and stone breath which are all very good yeah mm -hmm. and then thrust kick from biron 
Yeah. Yeah. I got I finally got thrust kick after not getting it from those stupid robot guys. Because <laughs> I was like, it's a robot. I can't learn an enemy skill from it. I just kept using Lancet until I got everything out of each one. Yeah, that's what I did. And then in terms of like this fight and in terms of strategy, if they're both standing next to each other, they'll like guard one another. So like yeah. Which I think like works out to you can't really do anything that's like effective against them because if you're doing like a physical thing like uh, on Yankee, Biron will like block it or whatever. Like it, I think it works yeah. out to where, but they also do a uh, a move called I think bulldoze or bulldozer oh, yeah. where they like do like a wrestling move where like they clothesline Jamari yeah. and then there's uh they're on either side of you and then like as they're split up that's when you can kind of focus your attacks if you want to. Right. Right. Oh, Carl, I heard you got some good uh, steel loot from this, right? Yeah, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to, like, since I was so close to uh, Yuffie and Yuna's sphere Yuffie. grids, and I had so many levels, or, yeah, not Yuffie, Jesus, uh, Riku, I uh, always do that. Um, <laughs> I, I was so close to Riku's uh, sphere grid that I just went in there, and I got use and I got steel, because I'm like, oh, that, those are very good things to have. And I also taught um, Yuna how to steal, <laughs> which is great. But anyway, for this fight in particular, I... Um, I was like, ah, let me just try stealing and see what they have. And each of them you can steal uh, level three key spheres from. And I yeah. remember in an earlier episode, Curtis saying, hey, this is the really hard one to grind. So I was like, oh, this kind of changes stuff. And I just went through the fight. Um, I beat it and I had... Yeah, I'm uh, mad that I, I don't have any. <laughs> I stole uh, I stole 10, I think. like uh, By the end of the fight, I had 10 level three. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I was like... But hang on a second. Let me let me find something out. And I just did a little bit of research to see like if I could just keep stealing or something. And then I saw that there's an ability called Master Thief that you can get by going to another area like right outside the Calmlands and just doing a stupid like cho chocobo mini game basically. And you get like 30 of an item that you can then put on a piece of armor to give you the Master Thief ability, so that you always get like the best possible steal. So I was stealing oh, really? two. <laughs> So I redid the fight again, and I stole two key spheres from both of them as uh, many times as I could. I, like, cast Reflect on Kimari as well, so, like, they weren't doing any damage to me, and I was just, like, literally just running up to them stealing for, like, 30 minutes. And then I was like, okay, that's enough, and I ended up with 17. <laughs> oh, man. So in the middle of all of this, I ended up imagining Yuna being taught by Riku how to steal and they do this whole little heist in 7-Eleven. Like one of them distracts a clerk. It's like the shoplifting minigame in uh, Night in the Woods. I was just yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yuna's stealing a belt buckle from Hot Topic. <laughs> For Lulu. I'll, uh, I'll collect some money and get an artist to commission that. <laughs> Yo, hell yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, they're not too bad, I would say. Once um, one of them's down, the other one will cast Mighty Guard. Yeah, they have like different uh, things. I think it's it's pretty much like likely that you're gonna take down Yankee first. Yeah, and then uh, I think uh, Biron will then cast something that gives him like Berserk and Haste. I forget what the move is, but then he's like doing more damage and going faster. But it's still by that point, it's like pretty like th this fight's really manageable and not difficult at all. Yeah, it's not too bad. Now I mean, they they can do quite a bit of damage, so like. You should you should still at least pay attention to your turn order because like if you're like less than half HP and they get two in a row they could KO you but like with yeah. you know decent turn management it's not bad they don't really have any like crazy shit that they're gonna throw at you 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I think with uh, my, like, build for Kamari at this point was pretty good, where I just used, like, I had the use move as well, so I used a Chocobo Feather immediately, and then I also had, like, Reflect that I had learned, cast Reflect on myself. I might have even cast, like, the one that, like, prevents you from taking a whole lot of damage. They weren't really doing a whole lot of damage, and I also used a, uh, a spear that had Alchemy on it, which doubles the, like effectiveness oh, healing of item. uh healing items so i was just throwing albed potions yeah. and getting 2000 yeah yeah that is a that is a good strat i like yeah. that throughout the yeah. fight um the stance of each of the ronso have very are very particular like uh biron kind of looks like an 80s bodybuilder oh yeah jojo <laughs> he's got his like little like th speedo on but he's always kind of flexing and he got like a really good view of his like because of, that, <laughs> because of their high heel because they're cat you get like a good view of his butt and like th thighs and but then like <laughs> Yankee just always looks like he's like surfing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now there there definitely are a few good close ups of wait, was it Biron's mm -hmm. like speed up? Yeah, like he's the one who has a kind around. of crazy like uh who's who's the guy the green guy from uh from Kermit. Yeah, Kermit from Street Fighter. <laughs> Blanca. Blanca. Blanca, yeah. Yeah, like Blanca. Blanca yeah. Her. <laughs> um yeah. But I would say that's about it for this battle, right? Uh, the drops are return spheres and sometimes friend spheres. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Uh, I don't know much about those. This battle kind of um, gives us an overview of how Mount Gagazet's going to go, right? No big surprises. Pretty easy, smooth sailing, right? Yeah, I like, like that's, a cool, that's... a a cool lore-wise battle, but not one that is you know difficult in any kind of respect. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's going to really you know, kind of define our time on Mountain Gagazette. Very fair fight. This is pers this yeah. is personal beef. It's just going to be all just like no actual like world defining stakes <laughs> or anything. Yeah, no, no, cha no challenge. What's nice about that too is that uh, battle isn't like, it, it's something that you have to go through and they do uh, apparently like, you know, that scales it based on Kimari's level, but it's not too easy. So you yeah. can, you know, you can yeah, get KO'd, but it's not like, oh, yeah. two hits and they're gone. It's it's because yeah, you right. just have one character. I think the managing of it is a lot simpler. It's like more like a Pokemon battle where like, you don't have to think about juggling three people at once. You don't have to manage a oh, whole yeah, team. Yeah, but true. like it, it, it makes it a little easier to kind of wrap your head around how to go about the fight because you only have one guy. Yeah. And yeah, you, you know who's going to attack who. You know who's going to have to go next. <laughs> Can't just switch out. You remember when like uh, games had lives and like people would call them guys or mans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always called them guys. I was definitely guys. Guy I'm yeah. down to my last guy on Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got an extra man. <laughs> I I think in uh, Zelda Two, when you collect like additional lives, because you can like game over in that in a much different way than the other like Zeldas. Um, like, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, a little doll of Link that he picks up. I might be wrong about that. I might be misremembering, <laughs> but it's it's very weird. It's on a green mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's the end of that battle. Uh, once it wraps up, you see Biron and Yankee, and they're kind of, like, standing in their injured poses, I guess. Biron says, strong is Kimari. Biron is happy. And he turns around and says, Sacred Mount Gagazet, I honor the name of strong warrior who defeats Biron. Remember always, Gagazet, that name is Kimari. Uh, Yankee says, Mountain knows Kimari strong. Kimari may pass. I do like this a lot. 
It's just yeah, like, this is really good. They're they're proud of him for they're not like sore losers. Just like hell yeah. They weren't just like Stephen King bullies where they were like the embodiment of evil and just super <laughs> fucked up and like horrible. They were just like, oh no, this is like our culture. It's very like surrounded by strength and you know like we that's that's a whole other thing I guess. But like in the context of this, it's like that's everything for them and they want. They don't want to be stronger than Kimari. They want him to to be strong. But the only way that they can really interact with that kind of strength is just like, oh, well, we beat you and you never admitted it. And like, yeah, so it's really cool yeah. that they're like, cool, you finally beat us. That's awesome. Now we can be now we can be friends. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they um, they then kind of it's pretty cool. They actually say that they're going to stick around at the base of the mountain too while we climb the mountain. They like say that like mm-hmm. we're gonna stop any enemies that come after you now. Like if like yeah. Yevon is pursuing us, we'll meet them down at the base of the mountain and stop them, which is like fucking tight. Like, That's I love so that. cool. I, I also like, really uh, like when what was the uh, that base defender mini game in Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, yeah, Fort, Fort Condor. Condor. Fort Condor. Yeah, it's like they should have a Fort Condor <laughs> minigame built in. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, kick in that music <laughs> from that minigame. I, I do I do like the line that they say about this because they're talking about like staying behind. They say, we crush enemies following behind. Kimari crushed the enemies standing before. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's so cool. That I really like that Biron reaches into his pocket and pulls out uh, the rest of Kimari's horn and glues it back on for him and says, there, just you true on. Ronzo now. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, it just screws on. They just like, work, work, I'm surprised it doesn't grow back, but, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was thinking of it would be like Hellboy where it just kind of. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Well, um, maybe in, in X2. <laughs> I do like that, like, they're giving, like, Yuna commendations as well, and they say that they will shine her statue the brightest. And the, very good. And she's like, she's like, that's very nice, but I don't think that anybody's going to make a statue for somebody like me, because she's, like, a traitor now. And they say, then Ronzo will make. Oh, that's badass. And if you've played FFX 2, then you know. Then you know that <laughs> Kimari gets his horn back. But then Yankee yeah. says, with grand horn on head. So they're going to make her a statue with a horn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to make her a statue with a horn. Which they it. make with Kimari's old horn. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the scene, uh, Titus has some narration and says, I wanted to see Yuna's statue too, but I wanted to see it with Yuna by my side. And then that's no, the end of that No, he says, scene. with Yuna by my side. With Yuna oh, by it's true. Side. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I wanted to see it. With Yuna by my side. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of that as well with uh, Biron and Yankee when they were first. I'm like, Summoner may pass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guardians may pass. Kimari no pass. It's like the, the delivery of it's very funny. Like, it's I a don't great know why moment. They just say, like, hit play for, instead of, like, fit. I don't know why they have to make it, like, fit into a certain space. Like, it's, if these, his mouth isn't moving, you can just let it keep playing. Right? Yeah. You'd think <laughs> this was 2D animation. Yeah. This is the first uh, Final Fantasy that has voice acting. So I'm sure they were still kind of trying to work out a lot of the you know the the bugs yeah. and stuff and by the time it got to the english localization team they were probably like shit like this is already complete we already have all the lines like we need to get ready to ship yeah. this like let's just do this like you know it kind of makes sense i think yeah then we're uh we're kind of allowed to walk around again kind of uh in the yeah. way that like we can reach a treasure chest that has twenty thousand gill in it which sick that's that's quite a bit of gill yeah ronzo don't use this <laughs> and then about three fucking steps ahead again, there's another cutscene. 
And we see Biron standing in like an alcove a little ways away. Summoner Yuna! What is it this time? Which like big <laughs> mood. But but then there's like this very like kind of wild scene where it has the the Ronso singing the hymn of the faith, right? And yeah. they all like kind of are standing on different like outcroppings and walk up behind us and stuff. There's one point, I think it's like the second like like part of it. It's not the first couple of like notes that they sing, but they say um no boo i think and i was like oh my god are they gonna say no boo ematsu like i was so excited for it they they didn't but <laughs> it would have been a great way to sneak it in uh-huh <laughs> it's back at hoagie fest <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, though. I actually do like that. Um, but they see us off with that. I really like that it, it, it's just, at first, just, uh, I think, Biron and Yankee, and then, like, three other Ronso come up. But, like, when the three yeah, other Ronso yeah. are singing it, it doesn't kind of sound like, in my opinion, it didn't sound like Ronso <laughs> yeah. singing it. It just sounded like like an or, like, like a choir, like a normal yeah, choir yeah. or whatever. And I was just like, okay. And, and also, just because of how they sing, I couldn't help but think of the fucking Halo theme of just, like... <laughs> 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 um but yeah we're finally allowed to start climbing the fucking mountain and boys i hate this climb yeah it's it's, right. it's something there's no snowboards it's a uh, it's like it feels it feels like it's like three steps to a fucking battle like, yeah it, it's pretty time. constant could really mm -hmm. go for one of those all bed snowmobiles right now no absolutely absolutely yeah i was like I was climbing this thing and I was like, God, dude, when's there going to be a save point? Like, it just goes on and on and on. And, like, the map is very confusing, too. Like, it, like, doubles oh God, back yeah. on itself several times. Yeah. I was, at least I thought I was getting lost for a while. Like, I got like, uh oh, I'm going to have to, like, backtrack and go this other way because I was trying to explore some, some, like, arm. And I think it turned out to be the right way. But I think that same thing happened to me. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to go straight, but I'm actually going to take a right first. But I think straight was actually a dead end or something like that but i think the way it ends up is like it looks more like explorable than it actually is like it looks like there's way more like yeah. winding paths but it's actually just like you just go one direction and there's every now and then there's like a way that you can go kind of off to a different way but it's a dead end that has like treasure or something the difficulty is you're running into encounters so often that like yeah. you kind of forget which direction you're going in and there's yeah. no indicator really like you have the mini map and stuff so you know like where you are geographically but you're like fuck was i going up or was i going down like that happened yeah, to me a yeah. bunch and i was like well i'm gonna and, keep going this the, way i think <laughs> and the camera kind of changes angles too it like kind of rotates around you as you go so like you can't even be like oh i was heading toward the camera because like what toward the camera means is not the same and like <laughs> in the mini map it dealt like there's like bridges that go over other parts of the path you've been on so when you're looking at the mini map you're like well i don't know where this is <laughs> like i don't know which area i'm on right now like it's yeah it's kind of upsetting but like i mean it's not that bad it's just it's awkward to navigate there yeah. are some interesting enemies though we've got a there are i forgot who the enemy is but it's basically just wendigo with four arms and he's purple yeah mmo late game wendigo yeah yeah I feel like this section of game, all of these random encounters actually do take some strategizing to take care of. Like you can game over on these uh, random encounters if you're not paying attention. Like oh they yeah, can fuck for you sure. up real bad. Yeah, 
uh, and those, uh, those <laughs> my strategy for those guys, the four armed Wendigos or whatever. They're called the uh, Bashura, which is interesting because I know that like Bashura? there's like, a demon in like Sekiro called the Shura, which is yeah. I think it's like a that might be like a, a Japanese kind of uh, cultural thing. Could be. But I'm not sure. There's the Ashura, which I believe is Hindu. Some, some, I know it has to do with Indian culture. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that here. Uh, Shura or Ashura is a Japanese way to call the Buddhist, uh, the Buddhism demigod of war, Asura. Mm-hmm. So it's like the god of war, I guess. Boy. In American culture, you have the Jersey Shura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the god of destruction. Did that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, than the sin. <laughs> <laughs> That's Carl's joke from... Uh, last year (laughs) yeah so i have titus and waka with poison touch weapons Mm. and so what i would do is like use titus Oren and waka and like get them down in hp as far as i could go as fast as i could and then once they're under a threshold they put their they put their dukes up right and any attack that you give them they'll counter attack for just massive damage so I would try to just poison them, and then like when they put their arms up, they would just take four thousand damage, and they wouldn't do anything. Like once their arms are up, they don't do anything, so they just sit there and take poison damage, and like after two turns, they would die. And I was like, <laughs> suckers. That's what you get for not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's bombs here, right? Like kind of tough. Oh bombs yeah, they're spooky. Too. They're like really evil looking they're like purple they're real with, like, cool looking eyes. oh that was my favorite version yeah they're, yeah, really, they're like, so cool the nether bombs <laughs> yeah i feel like magic doesn't do that much damage to them either no. i feel like nothing does that much damage to them yeah i bet yeah i basically like exclusively used waka and Orin to take them out i was trying to use um yuna's stone touch which did like no damage like obviously but like also it just i wasn't i don't know if they're like immune to stone or it's just a very low chance for them to to get stone but like because it, it doesn't say immune when you hit them i think it's just like a very low chance so i didn't really have too mm. much success with beating these things other than just like tanking the hit of uh self-destruct or like having Arin throw up guard and then having yuna attack and then like he gets the self-destruct and it does like 600 damage or something it's kind of like me when I have work at 6 a.m. the next day. Very low <laughs> chance of getting stoned. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I don't actually I don't smoke at all. <laughs> I'm actually immune to it. <laughs> no. Just haven't um, restrained yet, buddy. But yeah, they're, they're kind of dangerous, though. Um, there's also uh, the little flora. What do you call them? The little mandragora dudes. Oh, yeah, they suck. I, I think they're the things. grat in this, yeah. right? The grat, the grat. I'm pretty sure it's grat, like it, it, which is a a common name in Final Fantasy games. They don't always look like this, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I might be wrong. I'm trying to pull up the screenshot. They, I forget what they do. I think they are susceptible to sleep, though, which is good. Oh, I'm really? Not used to be able to put plants to sleep in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is a uh, a grat. Um, it, we fought these enemies before, different palette. Uh, the the real danger with them is I think they like counterattack or they have uh, a certain seed like move that will confuse you. So I saw yeah. Yuna confused and I was like, oh god, no, Everyone's like stone touch. Oh tonight. no. <laughs> yeah, I would say that like. Yeah, in, in my opinion, it is just going to be me, right? Confusion at this point in the game, like with the enemies that we're fighting right here and the amount of damage they do and the amount of damage that we can do possibly, when I see Confuse, it's either the next turn you remedy it and get it off of there mm-hmm. or just use Titus and flee. Like, just get out of there. Just, yeah, just yeah, yeah, write that sure. battle off. Take the next one. Yeah. 
I, I kind of wrote off a lot of these battles because at first I was like, oh, let me try and just capturing with like the the stone. I have stone touch on the capture, um, like weapon. Yeah. Like I added uh, stone touch to it so that way Yuna can just one shot things and capture them. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I can't. We talked about capture last episode, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Just I was like, I don't know if like that's. I, I completely <laughs> forget. But yeah, I was trying to do that, and then it became like way more difficult for most of the enemies. So I was like, oh fuck this, I'm just gonna flee. Although I did realize that like there's one enemy here. I think it's called the Bandersnatch, which is just your typical like quadrupedal. You have to have Titus attack it kind yeah. of enemy. Um, I love that name. I just started using Same. sleep grenades on them. So when they were asleep, then hitting them with the unit, and then I was able to capture yeah. them. I'm like, okay, good, I'm done. <laughs> All right, that's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Um. Now I will say that there are some interesting rock outcroppings on the way up. Cairns. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, cairns. And I think that the first one would be a good place to uh, take a break at. Just kind of sit down by it, enjoy its uh, artistic beauty. Yeah. And uh, maybe just chill out for the rest of this uh, climb. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Feeling, feeling pretty good. I, I can't wait for this good feeling to continue for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we can start right off with this. So uh, those, um, so they're not like, we call them cairns earlier, but I think a cairn is, is that specifically like rocks stacked on each other? Because this looks a I little think, bit different, I feel like. I, isn't that like when like a... They're uh, fucked up cairns. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that when uh, like a woman is at Starbucks and complaining that her latte isn't uh, <laughs> isn't done well enough and yelling at the employees really shittily and asking for the manager? That's right. I mean, it, it, it's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> this one. So these ones look more like a pile of junk left in the uh, snow. <laughs> um, but uh, there's several of these as we climb the mountain. And I really like them lore-wise. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and there's only ever, like, one sentence given to them. Like, you kind of, like, go up to them, you interact with them, and then you get, like, one line of dialogue, and then you move on, right? And I'm like, that's about it. Um, so with this one, the first one, you walk up to it, you hit the confirm button, and Lulu says, These mark the graves of summoners and guardians who failed. And I was like, ugh, that's <laughs> brutal. First of mm -hmm. all, though, or second of all, I guess, Lulu, how do you know that? You told me you've never been past the Calmlands. <laughs> She's a woman of the world. I'm guessing the Guardians just walked back down, right? And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. guess so. It could just be yeah. that, like, a summoner died and the rest of the Guardians are just like, well, going home. Go home. <laughs> I wonder, does this kind of stuff happen on, like, Mount Fuji or whatever? Like, I know in Mount Everest, like, or, like, really treacherous, like, mountain climbing things, like, yeah. like hikers will just, like, kind of die and just be left there. It, yeah, I can yeah. see it happening, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's, like, related to... Who knows? But, I mean, obviously. It, it, I feel like it's a pretty obvious analogy. <laughs> so, there are things to do on the mountain in a certain order. I'm actually going to hit the other... I think we should hit the other one, the other Cairns, and then come back for the other stuff. Even though, sure. on your playthrough, you'll kind of hit these in a different order. But just for thematically for the podcast. So, yeah, the second sense. one says uh or when you when you uh interact with it lulu says summoners that die up here aren't sent to the far plane and titus says why not and she says who would send them they die alone Metal. and uh, titus says oh so that means and lulu continues many have become fiends 
and they may want Yuna's company. It's like, oh, <laughs> I want oh, her company. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Titus says, well, Yuna will be fine. And Lulu's like, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think we should just have guardians also be summoners. Like, I think it's just more reason to like send more summoners at a time instead of just one at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. Just have multiples. We just bring. Yeah, these, these with summoners us. need to unionize. A little bit of training, some entry level summoning or sending. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just so you have another guy left. We just get we get two more party members, Donna and Bartello. Oh yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense that there's only. Like how summoners split up their pilgrimages. Like, has there been a good like reason why? It's like, wouldn't you think strength in numbers? It's like, sure, we can both. Or I guess you can't use uh, like the same. But the guardians are proof that we need help getting there. I'll say, right? I, I can't extrapolate on this very much yet because we'll get there. But I feel like Yevon may have a reason for that that we'll find out in like three episodes. Cool, cool. Yeah, because but like the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, why couldn't we just have like five Bahamuts at once going after Sin? And then I'm like, oh right, because you can only uh, summon one Aeon like oh, at that's the time. True. Just summon a whole well, deck of them. Yeah, well, you, you just summon like two of them though, right? You just yeah, summon just like Bahamut and Ifrit. Yeah. I mean, there's like we were five. We and saw that happen. There's five Aeons. Yeah, just have all five of them at once. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, somewhere some other summoner is just like none of their summons work. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Busy tone. <laughs> that one line made me think of imagining Mount Gagazette as its own game, but mm. it would be in the form of like a survival horror. Yeah. Um, you have the fiends as like these spooky monsters that are after, yeah. It's like Silent Hill <laughs> was, uh, and Resident Evil, hell yeah. Did y'all ever play The Mummy Demastered? I've seen that. No, no, I don't think so. It's like it's like based on the Mummy franchise, which is a fucking wild Brandon thing Frazier. to come out in the last couple of years. But uh, uh, but it's like a two D. Um, uh, what the hell would you call it? Like, I guess a Metroidvania, maybe. But the idea is like when you die in the game, that character and all of the equipment that's on that a character stays there and becomes like a zombie, right? And so you start Ew. a new character. And you can get to your old character and then kill your old character and take their equipment, right? That's a good story. Pretty sick. Because I've played yeah, enough games like, that, oh. that you usually find your own, you know, character dead and you loot it. Yeah. But yeah, never that. Yeah, and like it'll be able to use the stuff that you like had on you and shit. It's fucking insane. Oh my gosh. But like, yeah, you can find like That's summoners. Like Hollow Knight does that a little bit. Like when you die, like you have like your shade or whatever, and you can go and fight it. And then as you get to it, like if you have more health, it takes more hits to kill. And as you get better like moves uh, that you can use, it can also use those moves. But it doesn't sound uh, as like like that. It sounds a lot cooler in that mummy game. <laughs> yeah, which I will say that the soundtrack and everything for that game fucking whips. Anyway, I was thinking of that based on like you know like summoners die here, and then the next summoner would come up. But that summoner is a fiend now, right? Like yeah, fight. yeah, that would be fiends. sick. So like, I guess that could be happening. You know, I mean, we may be fighting yeah. fiends that were summoners at one point. I mean, the, the fiends here are really difficult, so it would kind of make sense that they're like, you oh, know, could be. It's this and the other area where they kind of talked about that in like the gorge or whatever that we haven't gone to yet. You'd think that Bartello would become a Bashura if he died up here, but you would be <laughs> wrong. He would become a Grat. He he becomes a Tonberry. <laughs> Wait, are there Tonberries up here? No, I don't think so. I haven't met a Tonberry yet. Oh, okay. I don't think we've seen a Tonberry yet. Perfect survival horror monster, though. 
Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Tom Berry is a good survival horror monster. Yeah. <laughs> Going back for more olive. <laughs> or it's like it's like a, like an actual mummy, like <laughs> just like outrun it. It's fine. Eat, eat, eat. Uh, it's Tom like, Berry would be the, yeah. the Tom yeah. Berry would be like basically your Slender Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> following you throughout, but Slender you don't Man. always see it. Pyramid head. <laughs> yeah, Slenderman, Pyramid Head, Tonberry, you know, the <laughs> horror tropes. I'll take Tonberry every time, every time in a fight against those. <laughs> in um in Resident Evil 8, the tall lady like reveals that she's actually just a bunch of Tonberry, like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Everyone's horny for the Tonberries. <laughs> uh but yeah, so there's there's one more cairn up by the top. And uh, if you interact with that, Lulu says, all this way, only to fail. It must have been tough. And that, as they say, is that. But if yeah. we go back down the mountain, which don't do that, just get everything on the way. <laughs> but, but after that first one, um, there's a little, like, side path. Like, y'all were mentioning, like, these, there's, like, little side paths that are all dead ends. Uh, we can find the final sphere of uh, Broska, Oren, and Jack's journey. Yes. Hell yeah. And this one is called Broska's Fear. Yeah. And uh, we see just basically Broska. Oh, no one's holding the camera this time, I don't think, because we see Broska facing the camera up on the peak, I think, facing that first uh, Karen slash. Yeah. Is, no. We see Aron just looking over. And then you see Jack come from off screen wearing no shirt like he always is. <laughs> but it's just really funny in the middle of like a blizzard. Uh, yeah. A real sweet message. And, and Jack is just like dicking around in the background, walking around with like <laughs> shorts on, no shoes in <laughs> snow. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I like that like you can tell that nobody's holding the camera aside from the fact that like you see all three of them but the whole thing is like shot at an angle like he doesn't have the yeah. camera like sitting on an even surface so everything is like angled like this is the best rock I could use as a selfie he took yeah. the pop socket out of the sphere and dangled it like gently on some rocks and it was like about to fall at any moment but he's like I think it's okay <laughs> I, I just need like 30 seconds it's fine but yeah and it, he's speaking to the camera he says Hello, Yuna. I hope you are well. I wonder how old you are now that you're watching the sphere. You must be very beautiful like your mother. I wish I could see you. Oh, by the way, Jekt and Oren send their regards. And like, again, mm -hmm. you see them just like dicking around in the background. Or like, Oren's not dicking around. He looks like he's like contemplating. He's like lost in thought looking around off, you know, into the distance. But yeah, Jekt is just like walking Oren's around. Oren's pissing off the cliff. <laughs> he's pissing into his jug. <laughs> I'll need this later. <laughs> this is a secret tool that will come in handy later. <laughs> Chekhov's piss. <laughs> this is the same piss that he's drinking, actually. Like, it's been in there for ten years. It's aged like fine wine. <laughs> actually, I have such a thing to say about Oren's piss after this scene, too. Anyway, uh, he says, So far, our journey has been very entertaining. Of course, it is a hard journey, but I have no regrets. It's the path I have chosen. Yuna, when you have grown, you will have to find your own path. Do what you must do the way you want to do it. Doors will always open themselves to those who do. Listen close, Yuna. Your future is yours to make. Live the way you want to. Whatever way that may be, you have your father's full support. Yuna... I will always be with you. And I was like, oh, that's very cute. Yeah, it's very sweet. Oh, well, that's right. So at this point, um, yeah, like for some reason, my brain was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Yuna is totally going to become a summoner because that's what her father did. But like Broska didn't know that. Broska didn't yeah. know Yuna was going to become a summoner 
our Master Summoner and do the yeah. same thing, but would she have done it differently if she saw this when she was younger? Yeah, who knows? Even though he left it somewhere where, like, only... Yeah, only a summoner would see. Yeah. Oren could have totally brought it back to her. I was going to say... Yeah, there's a lot of expectancy here that he just left it on the top of a mountain. Yeah. I guess, the most like, dangerous yeah, place in the fucking world, <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> I could see them assuming, though, that, like, okay, once we go up there, Jekt and Oren will come back and collect the sphere or something like that. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, do, do not forget it. It's very important. <laughs> and then just fucking Jack just goes and becomes Sin. What an asshole. <laughs> I told you <laughs> to get the sphere on Gogazet. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I thought I thought you said become Sin. <laughs> After that, that's all of the spheres. So we get Oren's last overdrive, Tornado. Hell yeah. And it rules. I have not used it yet. Bro, okay. It does. So it can't break damage limit. But it can do a lot of fucking damage. So, like, each time I would use it, it hits every enemy on the screen. And for me, it was doing, like, 8,000 plus damage. It lifts them all up into the air, like, in a tornado. And when they crash back down onto the ground, it does another 8,000 or so damage. And so I was just nice. like, dude, I'm almost getting, like, 20k off this fucking <laughs> limit break to everything. That's limit sick. break. Overdrive. Yeah, to everybody. But the reason I wanted to talk about it, right, is... A couple of reasons. One is how fucking cool that is. Two is the animation. And three, most importantly, is Oren's piss jug. So, when, <laughs> lest we when forget. You yeah. <laughs> when you select to do this move, I haven't seen this be the case for other overdrives, but as soon as you pick it, everybody else in your party runs off the screen. They like see that he's doing it and they're like, ooh, and they like get out of town. There's like, no. And so they'll run away. And then Oren, like, Swings around a couple times and like creates a tornado with his swinging sword and like this giant tornado kind of like emanates out from him Lifts all the enemies up into the air and then he throws his jug of piss into the tornado and it explodes <laughs> like, it's just like a giant fireball and I was just like what has Oren been drinking that his piss is so flammable Good God, that's awesome <laughs> Flammable shower. He's <laughs> <laughs> got drinking that yeah, fire water. Man, anyway, that's some, that's some powerful pee that man has. <laughs> well, I, after you said powerful pee, I was thinking about how I have an item for, for Waka called the pee ball, <laughs> which is where it's stored, interestingly enough. So what does that say about Mario's pee wing? <laughs> Piss wing. So toward the top of the mountain, like once we get most of the way there, there is a familiar face there, which I didn't think would be a familiar face until uh, we found oh, some yeah. hidden little scenes earlier. It was a familiar face, but kind of originally a blink and you'll miss it familiar face. Yeah. On right. uh, Thunder Plains, right? He kind of runs by, takes a picture. And runs yeah, off. yeah. And in the far plane. J, uh, Jonah Jameson is like, get me pictures of Yuna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Uh, have we learned this character's name before? I don't um, think I so. Think, I know in the far plane he might have said once at some point. Yeah, I, was I don't remember if it was on the speed on the the text box or not. I don't think it was, but I could be wrong. This is the culmination of the uh, that one time on the boat way back at the beginning of the game. I was like, remember this guy. This guy will yeah. become important, <laughs> and this is where he becomes important. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Owaka's younger brother, Wance or mm -hmm. Wance. Wants. I think it's wants. Like wa Wario. Like Wawa Gobbler. 
I was showing uh, Anna this, and we were like trying to decide what a what Awaka's accent is. Like, I think they both kind of have like Broadway musical, like they're in like Les Mis, like uh, <laughs> vaguely English yeah, the, accents. The but master of the house. <laughs> yeah, but once like for some reason like has a uh, very almost Australian kind of, but also Cockney kind of yeah. mixed in. It's really it's really funny. Which, by the way, is also another Tom Kenny voice. Oh, oh wow. I didn't even notice. Also, he's wearing sandals. He's wearing sandals in the snow. What, what is what is wrong with everyone? Look, no here? one in this world knows how to dress for Mount Gagazette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mount Gagazette like, is like a one-off. Yeah. Except for maybe Braska. No one's yeah. acting like it's cold, so maybe it's like not actually snow. What was uh, a <laughs> styrofoam? It's just. I mean, remember we were. What was the mountain in uh in FF seven? Like everyone was fucking cold when we were like getting ready to climb that thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th there was the mini game of keeping your body heat up. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Where is my uh mini game for body heat in FF ten? Where I just like press X over and over and over, and Titus does a little jog. And Oren is the only one with his shoulders covered. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what we know about Final Fantasy X minigames, I'm glad there's not one of those here. <laughs> there should be a snowkobo, like a winter snow oh, snowkobo. Yes, oh, oh. you can cut them open with a lightsaber and stay crawl inside them to stay warm. <laughs> and I thought it smelled bad <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is once um, he's up here, and uh, units so in my game, she said. We've met several times before, right? Does she always yeah. say that, or is that dependent on our actions? I'm not sure. Uh, she said it in my game as well, and I was like, what? No, we didn't. Yeah. But yeah, Titus says not running today, which I guess means like running through Thunder Plains. I guess so, yeah. Because last time we saw him, he was just like, gotta go. Yeah. yeah, like they recognize him, but we as the player might not necessarily. Like it took me a minute of being like, wait, who's this guy? I never heard of this guy. I have to carry on my brother's business. You've met him, I think. Owaka the 23rd, merchant extraordinaire. <laughs> like Titus just says, you're that guy's brother. And like, that guy. <laughs> Love it. That, that guy. guy. Um, but yeah, he tells us that uh, Owaka has been imprisoned by Yevon for helping us, which is like kind of fucked. I actually feel bad for him. Like as much as I hate Owaka, I'm just like, Oh, that does kind of suck. Like, the one time he does anything good. <laughs> well, by the sounds of it, it sounds like he can still run the business from inside prison like a lot of, like, gangsters can sometimes do. <laughs> so here's my question with this. Like, Awaka's committed so many crimes. Like, <laughs> I don't know if some necessarily against Yevon, some against we humanity. should... Yeah, I don't know if we should necessarily feel bad about this, because initially, like, that's definitely how it's, like, portrayed and everything. But just thinking about it in, like, the context of the real world and how things have kind of shook out, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't think the guy who commits crimes all the time finally getting, like, his comeuppance <laughs> should necessarily be on our fault because we gave him money so he would give us, like, weapons that he stole off of dead people or whatever, like... Yeah, right, that's right, yeah. This is when Twitter said, no more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like... they finally arrested Rudolph Giuliani for, uh, like, for supporting <laughs> Trump or something, like... They also tried to pull a Kelk. <laughs> Convenient. My point is, Awaka deserves to be in prison. <laughs> Just because it was Yevon who arrested him, it's fine. But um, once says, uh, yeah, he doesn't regret it, though. In fact, he told me before they took him, don't worry about <laughs> me. Just go help Lady yeah, He does Una. the voice. That was my yeah. once impression. It's good. But why would your brother do this for us? Well, hey, this isn't the time for talking. 
There's dealing to be done. Welcome to Owakas. I do like that it's still called Owakas. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, it's, 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 yeah. He's franchising now. Yeah, he'd have to go through all this paperwork to change the business name. Yeah. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. To go to he, Bevel of all places. Yeah, right? <laughs> go to the government building in Bevel to get that done? No way. <laughs> so he didn't really, like, there was, like, he sells weapons and items. I don't remember buying anything from him. Uh, I think I got a couple things. Like, there was a trident um, for Kimari, which has fire strike, lightning strike, and ice strike. I was like, that sounds like it's pretty good. It was only, like, 6,000 gil. So I was like, yeah, let me try that. There was a shimmering blade, which uh, just had an extra, like, plus 10 strength for Kimari. So I was like, or not Kimari, uh, Aurin. So I'm like, fuck yeah, more strength for Aurin. Um, and then also I saw this and I was like, I feel like this might be helpful. I can't, I, I don't think I actually bought it, but I was like, this might be pointing me in the direction of something that might be coming up, which is a blessed bracer, which has a uh, zombie ward on it. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. I should keep That's an eye handy. out for that. Yeah. Um, oh, does he sell holy water? He does. Yeah. So I bought a fuck ton of holy water because I, I saw yeah. holy water and the zombie thing. I'm like, just in case the holy water is pretty cheap. I'm going to buy as many of them as I can. Yeah. The zombie war is obviously for all the, the zombie summoners. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about zombies the past two episodes. I just want to keep that MF thing <laughs> on me just in case. <laughs> By this point, I actually taught a um, Orin zombie attack on his uh, oh, uh, nice. on, on his spirit, which is pretty cool. Which I don't know why he would know zombie attack. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> hmm. It's for attacking zombies, I'm assuming. Um, so, just past him as a save point. And uh, I, yeah, you don't need it. Just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> play a few games of Blitzball. Yeah, yeah right. Do that. I forgot, oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. when we could do that again, but we can we can play Blitzball again. Uh, there's one more alcove that I think you might have uh, not talked about. Almost certainly. Um. So yeah, if you just kind of continue on, and all these little like alcoves, there's like, you know, where we found like the Brosca the Brosca sphere. That's really really fucking hard to say oh my god um <laughs> demons souls yeah you can easily see it on the on the mini map but um it's not always like it doesn't always really make too much sense how to get to but if you can get to it you find it and there's two treasure chests that are hiding and in one is an hp sphere and in another there's a level four key sphere yeah so i don't know that i, I even got those I am now at three level four key spheres, so I'm I'm so close to unlocking Ultima. And with like the return <laughs> sphere that was dropped, I'm just gonna warp Kamari right back there, get that, and then finally use the black uh uh the the, yeah, the black magic. What is sphere. It, the black magic? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. That's a good that's a good idea. That's a good system you got set up there. I oh, used yeah. I got copycat with my level four and I've never used it still. So. Yeah, it seems like it's probably good and probably has some applications, but I'm just like, I'm too tempted by Ultima. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but yeah, so then we're almost up to the uh, top of the mountain and uh, the precipice. You know, it's about it, right? Yeah, yeah. it'll be nice and go breezy. Over the, over the hump and put a quarter in the thing, go see the views and <laughs> maybe <laughs> That's right. use the restroom and then uh, take the, the cable car all the way to back to the bottom. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so once we get uh, up to the next area, it's kind of interesting because like there's like a another very short cave, I guess. There's like a tunnel through the mountain a little bit. It's like a very Just short pops one. Pops you out on the other side. Yeah. The snowy side, I guess. Yeah. And like when we pop onto the other side, there's kind of like a flat area that oversees a cliff, right? So we can like look out over this area and like, you know, look on a into vista. the distance if we want. A vista. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we get to it, a cutscene begins. 
Um, what a cutscene it is. And what a <laughs> and what a cutscene it is. What a beautiful uh, cutscene. <laughs> beautiful day for a cutscene. <laughs> uh, I I literally was getting ready to say Zanarkin says, but that is not how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, Riku says. Xanarkin is on the other side, you know. And Titus is like, I know. And as they say and this, she... everybody else walks off. Yeah, I love that they're sticking back to scheme. Yeah, yeah. they're just having their little aside to kind of talk and plan without, you know, using the emotional energy of everyone else to do it. Yeah. Because they're trying to figure they're trying to figure out a way to like save Yuna, even though there's really no sign of I don't know how they can do that. I mean, I don't right. know. But yeah, like Titus just keeps saying I know instead of like but Yeah, like yeah. real dejectedly. Um and I, I think it's so funny, I was thinking this as this was going on. I'm like, I like how the two like dumbest people in the party are the ones who are like <laughs> trying to figure out this like like decades long like <laughs> mystery of like how can we do this without sacrificing summoners and stuff. And not to say like I don't think Riku is dumb. I she's just like the youngest, so she doesn't have as much yeah. experience for the world or something and definitely not as much experience with like Yevon as everyone else but I just think it's She's funny that street like, smarts but not like Yevon smarts yeah exactly like she's definitely optimistic mm -hmm. yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah but I think they kind of call themselves out on that too uh where uh Riku says Yuni is gonna get the final Aeon you know I know I uh, still haven't thought of anything me neither what are we gonna do We'll do something. <laughs> we'll do something. We just don't know enough yet, which like I, I saw that. I'm like, I'm glad That's they're true. at least self-aware. Um, and he says, until we do, we really can't help Yuna. Let's go to Xanarkand. We'll find something there. It'll all come together. I know it. And and Riku, like, like the camera shifts and shows her and she ha has like a cute little animation of putting her ha hand up to her face. And she says, hey. Just now, you sounded like a leader, you know? And then Titus, like, smug, as always, says, Star of the Xanakin yeah. Abes, didn't anyone tell you? And then she, like, bows to him and stuff. It's, like, a very yeah. cute moment. He struts by her, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like, walks by her while she's bowed. Yeah. And so he's, like, for, he's behind her now because he's walked past her. And then when she raises up from bowing, she's looking forward, and her, like, expression becomes very very surprised all of a sudden right and i was like because yeah. titus isn't there anymore or whatever but uh the camera like turns around to show you what riku's looking at bro oh no it's seymour dude. again <laughs> oh no <laughs> bro Fuck. oh, oh no dude <laughs> Which, like, at this point, I'm like, okay, this asshole, we killed him twice or maybe three times. I can't even remember. Let's fucking get this, dude. It's no problem. I was like, what is that meme from SpongeBob? Like, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that is, like, it is very scary, though. I will say, like, the presentation of this is very good. Yeah, for sure. Wop, wop, wop. I think the music oh, here yeah, is really cool music. as well. Um, but yeah, Seymour it's a, says. Seymour's theme, probably. Yeah, he says, ah, the son of Jekt. Uh, and um, Titus says, Riku, run ahead and tell Orin. And uh, Riku's like, you're not fighting him alone. I thought <laughs> this was setting up for a moment where it's just Titus versus Seymour. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a little bit tough. Um, and he says, just go, go. Uh, Seymour says, now is your time to die. Prepare yourself, son of Jekt. Not if I can help it. And then, like, it shows the rest of our party who are only, like, a small, like, distance away. And Kimari's there, and he has his, like, halberd out, and he says, Save some for Kimari! And, like, they all charge in. <laughs> That's a good callback. 
Yeah, 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 it's really good. What is the George Lucas quote? Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Seymour is like, Lady Yuna, it is a pleasure. And Lulu cries out Yuna. Um, and then Yuna, st- I think, starts sending. Yeah, she starts dancing. Finally, put this guy in his <laughs> start, place. Start seeing, Yuna just starts flossing right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Seymour says, ascending so soon. Allow me to say something to the last Ronso before I leave. Yeah, the last Ronso. Like, what does that mean? It's like, wait, wh- wait, what's up? We just saw a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yours was truly a gallant race. They threw themselves at me to bar my path. One after another. And like, uh-oh. Yeah, and he like raises his hand and like snaps. I'm like, Ugh. That moment bothers me so much as someone who studied animation and they didn't correct his sleeve when he raises his arm. Oh, really? Oh, you're right. Just like, cause he's wearing like a long robe. So it just follows his fist. So it's just like hanging out. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like hanging <laughs> upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity is not working the way it should. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's so powerful that uh, he's able to do that. It's fine. It's just the wind. Um, his, his robe becomes him. <laughs> yeah. Then there's like just a, a, a moment and like Kamari's like, no, you could end the suffering of this Poor Ronso. I don't understand you. Like, I get, like, like I see what Seymour's thing is now, you know what I mean? This whole idea of, like, no, dying is easier. Like, everything should be dead. That way we're no longer caught in the... Suffering? The, yeah, the suffering and everything. And, but he says... It's like a form of nihilism or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's just Hardly like... Sure. It's just like weakly done, I think, with him. But, yeah, that is his thing, though. Uh, he says, allow Kimari to die and release him from his pain. Spira is a land of suffering and sorrow, caught in a spiral of death. To destroy, to heal Spira, I will become sin. Yes, with your help, come with me, Yuna. Once I have become the next sin, your father will be freed again. Which, that I don't know if I like that, because he literally in that line is like, yes, Yuna, and then in the same line changes to talking to Titus, yeah. <laughs> where he says your father will be freed again. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Titus just says, "What do you know?" And then Seymour says, "Pitiful mortals," and starts to like levitate, and a sick fucking space rib cage pops up behind him. <laughs> a fucking Gundam. <laughs> okay, a, f- a fucking bone Gundam. Yeah, it's like very I don't know aquatic. I don't know. It has a shark like like hood ornament on it. Yeah, I don't know how to make fucking hide nor hair of because this. of the ribbing it looks more like um like an not an anemone like coral yeah. coral yeah here i'll say the last two lines and then we'll continue on with that <laughs> he says uh your hope ends here and your meaningless existence with it and then we get thrown into a battle mm-hmm. but yeah so this thing is fucking weird looking like you're saying it's like a bone gundam coral Skeleton brain. HR Geiger designed like a Robotnik boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as we start the fight, it goes dun 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 dun. <laughs> but it's just like it's covered in like ribs and bones and like crustacean kind of elements and ornate little bit bits in here. But it has like two like long arms sticking out of it. It's almost like Seymour is piloting it. It's really weird. It's, yeah. yeah. It's got a few weird design like um pieces to it. So like they're a little uh not tassels or like it's something made of cloth that's hanging from the front of the cage and it just looks like it's just tagged on there yeah um same thing for like this glowing ball that's in the middle of the cage yeah it's really hard to make sense of like what 
it is, which is thematically good, I guess, because like this is like a Lovecraftian horror, so it should yeah. not make any sense. If it, it, it's very like Evangelion, it's super Final Fantasy, like half of it kind of looks like it would be like a weapon from Final Fantasy 7 and then like also has a bunch of like bones that are like made of stone yeah. with like runes all over it just like protruding out of it all over the place. Importantly, it the structure has these like two big arms that come off of it, but those are not Seymour's arms, I think, because you can see Seymour looking like he did the last time we fought him, like riding in it. And like Seymour yeah. is holding a giant fucking spear that like shoots way out. Like it's a big spear. <laughs> like comparatively. Mm-hmm. Y'all notice the shark head on the top of it, right? Just above Seymour's head? Yeah. There's like yeah. a shark head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that shark head, on the sides of it, are two giant fucking swords. Like they look Gundam like sized swords. Badass swords, too. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> you don't want to be on the receiving end of those fucking swords. <laughs> This is this is a wild looking boss, man. It is nuts. Yeah. Uh my memory isn't too great, and I know this isn't the same game, but 10-2. Yes. There there are I forget what it's called, but there's a battle mechanic that also has like y- your three characters, so you know Riku and Pain also have like these weird vehicles that you can use. Yes. And they yes. remind me of Seymour's forms. Yeah, especially uh Pains kind of reminds me of that. I remember Yuna's was called Floral Falal. Yeah. That's all I remember. That sounds like a really delicious thing that you would get from like a, a food cart. <laughs> it's rosemary flavored. Floral halal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is Seymour Flux. The Seymour Flux. <laughs> New Seymour just dropped. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's a. Uh, a challenge. Mm-hmm. The the second reason I chose this chapter was because this is one of the few cases in which you hear the I think the track is called Challenge. Mm. Oh yeah, it's the one we fought when we were fighting with Seymour. Yeah. I think um, at Project Mehan, which I know you were saying on the Switch sounds really annoying because you don't really hear like the cool like bass part. The, yeah, the bass and the guitar, arcade noises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the original version's definitely better to me. It has like a sort of alien sound to it. Yeah, it, yeah. it does sound very weird. Like I feel like it that's... has that Seymour swagger. Yeah, I feel like that's very indicative of like Masashi Hamauzu's pieces. Like, you know, like we can kind of hear sometimes when like, oh, that one sounds Nobuo or this one sounds uh, Masashi, right? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like Masashi's stuff is more angular and weird. Like, like, I feel like he comes from a background of enjoying synths uh, in a way that Nobuo likes uh, like classical pieces, I guess. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an atmospheric uh, song, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't have much melody to it. Mm-hmm. Right. It yeah. really sets the tone for this fight, too. It's really good. So out of the gate for the fight, too, we have, again, the ability to talk to Seymour, just like we have for the last two times we fought him. Uh, and this time I saw that Kimari and Yuna have uh, talking trigger commands, right? I think that they're the only two. I think yeah. it's just the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just them. If you do it with Yuna, Seymour says, Do you not want to heal Spira's sorrow? Let death carry you off into peaceful slumber. And Yuna just says, you can't run from your fate. And I was like, ugh, Yuna. <laughs> yeah. If you talk with uh, Kimari, 
He says, uh, you have angered Kimari. Um, the spirits of the Ronso will guide Kimari's spear. And then uh, he gets a, a strength increase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then we're, uh, we're prepped and set for a nice walk in the park. Uh, so this is like <laughs> the fight that people have told me have made them quit playing Final Fantasy X before. Yeah, it makes sense. This is the calm lands for players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not many have made it past this. That's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is it is a bit tough. I got it on my third try uh, this time. My housemates are in that same boat where they're like, I don't think I've ever made it past this part. And like, really? they were all very enraptured watching me try to beat it. Really? Because everyone was very invested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so hell I had my whole yeah. house watching me play it. Um, but every time you lose, you, of course, you have to watch that entire oh cutscene again. Oh, my God, yeah. Yep. Notably with this, too, in, in some cutscenes, you're able to kind of mash through dialogue, so you only hear, like, the first part of, like, a sentence, and then it kind of goes through a lot faster. In this, I'm pretty... I was doing that, and I didn't even realize that it was doing nothing for most of it. Like, I think uh, there are no. some points... It only really works with, like, the Titus and Riku bits in the beginning, and then the rest yeah. of it is Yeah, and then it's just like, well, no sitting boy. here for five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's because it's bound to like certain like animation sequences or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that like the times when I can skip the dialogue is when there is not a lot of like theatrics and motion to the characters themselves. Like yeah. when they're just standing talking at each other, like the the timing isn't tied to the the voice. It seems like you can skip it then. Yeah. 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 But um, this battle, I think you know. So here's. Without getting into the details of it yet, what I think makes this battle so difficult is that I think the rules of it are a little inscrutable. Where, like, it, you know, all the bosses that we fought in Final Fantasy X kind of have their thing that they do. Like, Defender X is just constant attack and he's constantly beating you up, you know, and like, that's the challenge, right? And then, like, other ones will be like, oh, well, if you attack it during this phase, it can't, you can't hurt it or whatever. Like, there, there's, there's rules and reasoning to each one. And I think the thing about this fight for me is that it doesn't clearly define the rules in a way that's fine. I, like, I'm not like uh, trying to say it's a bad thing in this case because it's it's Seymour, it's a big fight, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be yeah. a challenge. Um, but the rules of the fight change as it goes on and there's not a clear delineation when those rules change. I think it's probably like HP thresholds, but like his his actions that he uses are different depending on where you are in the fight. And so like, it's, it's a little tough because like you'll learn kind of how to do a section and then get obliterated by the next section. Cause it changes. And then you'll learn how to do that section and get obliterated by the next one. Yeah. So I think the reason that this fight is as difficult as it is, is just because it's a lot of trial and error. And it's also gated behind a super long cutscene. Well, and like arguably like one of the better cutscenes in, in FF10 too. Like this is a really cool scene. Like just how like, like no emotion Seymour has to just be like, Hey, I just killed every fucking Ronso. Like that's huge. Like I, I like was pretty yeah. jaw dropped by that. I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like he's, he's like, Shit just got fucking real. But like after like the third time of having to go through it, I'm just like, eh. like it sucks because it's like it's such a, a big mo it's like I just wish like like I can't believe that they just put this difficult th like this big of a difficult fight where it's basically like you will not first try this behind like such a long scene instead of just being like which in certain other parts weren't there like we were about to start a fight or something and it's like, do you want to save? 
Yeah, just give us that option before the fight. Mm -hmm. So then we just boot up into the game again and we get to fight instead of having to watch all of that again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that they wanted to give you like an opportunity to grind before this fight. So you can go to if they if they gave you like a moment to like walk away from the fight and save again, like it would be cool. Yeah, Yeah, like they did in a Bevel when we were able to Yeah, like they gave it with the the way easier Seymour fight where it's like Kimari's holding him off. We can go (laughs) <laughs> grind yeah. for levels Slide if we want to yeah. or just save and then do the fight after the cutscene like I don't know not not a great choice <laughs> in my opinion yeah yeah I, I agree with you there I agree with you there do we want to talk about the weird the funky mechanics yeah so okay so the first gimmick I noticed is uh Seymour takes out or I guess whatever he's driving pulls out this uh thing called uh it's basically called spear of atrophy yeah mm-hmm. that's right is that what it's called yeah, Lance. yeah, yeah. actually isn't Lance isn't of, this the same thing that was growing on him in the last battle Maybe it is. Yeah, there's a tar- another targetable like uh, Mortabody type thing. Yeah, it was Mortabody, this and one. this one's called it was the Mortabody Mortiorchis. And... Yeah, yeah something different. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. Mortaga. But Lance of Atrophy. <laughs> Let's call it Mortaga. <laughs> 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 That's really good. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to point that out real quick. <laughs> but it. So what it does, um, which which this extra sucks if. Um, the speed because if you look at the order if if the boss has two moves in a row it will yeah. use lance of atrophy which casts zombie it basically zombifies any of your characters and then immediately cast full life which will just do it instant death because you're now yeah. a zombie type enemy yeah. he basically does the um what, what was the uh the fucking flying snake outside of bevel oh every yeah the zombie every or whatever it basically does that to us <laughs> But uh, thankfully, I had Riku with like a self aid like uh, accessory, so she immediately uses remedy and doesn't have. Uh, she's she's not been zombified the entire time I've tried the yeah. all the times I've tried this fight. Oh, nice! Because she immediately just um, auto counters with like whatever item she needs to be unzombied. Yeah, but but what's unfortunate is that the full life doesn't actually work if you are hurt. It won't actually heal you. Yeah, It'll make this uh, fight a lot more, I think, fun because you can kind of trick him into healing you. I had a similar thought about that, where I was like, maybe I can use this to my advantage. I was like, maybe I can just zombify Seymour somehow using like, and then I checked like the sphere grid. I was like, I know Arn has zombie attack, and I'm still like several levels <laughs> away from it. I'm like, not worth grinding for it. And then I like, he technically is a zombie though. I know. I mean, like, technically, yeah. And <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I got all these holy waters. Let me try and customize a little bit. And I saw that I could set zombie touch to one of my weapons for, like, 60 mm-hmm. holy waters or something. So I was like, yeah, let me do that. That's, you know, they've been saying, like, zombification. They've been saying, like, here's holy waters, like, right before this. I'm like, let's fucking do this. And, like, that yeah. was, like, my second try through. I'm like, I think I got it. And then I went and hit him with it. And it was just, like, immune. I was like, well, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> And Demi doesn't work, of course, so I can use my shadow gems or whatever. So, full life, the thing about that is it is not a healing spell, it's a revival spell. Yeah, it's a full revive spell, yeah. Yeah, so it won't do anything for a living. Uh, I'm wondering if you could somehow like kill your party member and then... (laughs) You probably could. I I don't know if you can do that just because I think they always will attack simultaneously. So it's always going to be like because okay. uh, I the first well, thing I did was that, cast so that's haste. not quite true though you can you can kind of separate them up yeah there are there are uh, certain yeah. points where it wasn't but in in my experience with it I was like it's not even really worth doing that and I came up with a different strategy for it uh, later on mm. so my my thing was like I noticed if everybody has buffs uh, Seymour will take a turn to dispel everybody and that will mm-hmm. that will get him off of the. Um, 
atrophy and then immediately using full life. So like you can out of the gate use Titus to use Haystaga on everybody, get a couple turns off, and then Seymour will waste his first turn not using the Lance. And then he'll be like offset on that so he can't do the two at the same time. I don't know if that's always the case. It may not be. He is also susceptible to silence, so you can't actually keep him from dispelling magic if you use silence on him. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I would use haste Aga, and it wasn't until like I would throw like I was like, okay, I have the planning stage or whatever. I'm gonna cast like protect. I'm gonna yeah. cast uh, reflect. I had like multiple characters who could do all of that with either use and the items that I had. So I like had everyone buffed up, and then Seymour was just like dispel. I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're right. He doesn't he doesn't use it like automatically every time. Like Yeah. I think there might be like a roll, you know what I mean? And then he might display you that turn. But but it, yeah, with a like if you're spending a long time in this section, then more than likely eventually he'll get off of that immediately atrophying somebody and then immediately using full life on them. Yeah. Um, at least that was my experience. So <laughs> results yeah. may differ on this one. <laughs> Have you gotten past this? It's been years, so I don't remember my tactics, but I did get past it. Okay. But it, I did also struggle. So this was not the one that made me give up. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that is why you are strong. <laughs> I will also have a large horn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to polish Ollie's uh, statue the most. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Carl, you were telling me uh, that you enjoyed cross cleave quite a bit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I we were kind of talking about it um, when I was going through and doing the doing the fight, and Curtis was like, "What's the What's the name of the one attack? Um, total annihilation. Total annihilation. Yeah." Curtis we'll was get like, to that. I, "I was, I I think I sent to like our like chat. I sent like." Uh, like two times fuck this fight or something and I was like oh wait I didn't clarify I died two times I game over two times fuck this fight <laughs> and and then Curtis was like oh are you getting hit with total annihilation and I was like dude I'm not even getting past fucking cross cleave I don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> I was like I didn't even see total annihilation yet I don't know what that is and I don't I, I was able to get uh, like, uh, I say that like it's an accomplishment I was able to get a game over to total annihilation though <laughs> but yeah I, I don't really know the flags of when things happen I think like Curtis was saying it's like HP values of Seymour or something but um, I think when it's below like one half or one third it will start doing total annihilation yeah, yeah. so um, I think is what it works that sounds about right I kind of vaguely remember that actually yeah That's so you're getting close so <laughs> before I even got there he would use uh, cross cleave which um, like no matter what Looks I did cool I would deal with some fuck. damage or something it's super cool it's a long it's a long attack. Yeah, yeah, he takes out the, the those two swords, um, like unsheaths them, like the the giant fucking Gundam thing, and then like flips, like does a fucking barrel roll and like goes into you and like cuts down your whole party. And I usually would have like, I think it was each time this happened to me, I think Kimari was the one who um, who survived it. And then immediately after that, there was just another turn that Seymour Flux had where he used the lance and like didn't even get to zombie uh, uh -huh. zombify Kimari because like just the damage from the lance fucking killed Kimari. And I was just like, oh, no. fuck, dude. I will say uh, one way I was able to get him to waste a lot of turns this time is uh, the Morta body or the Morta Chortus or what the fuck ever it's called this time. <laughs> yeah. Morta Chortus. Yeah. The Morta it's Chungus, weak. I believe. <laughs> it does take a lot of damage from magic. So Lulu can like fuck it up quick. It only has 4,000 HP. Yeah. And, and it also um, 
just like the last time, as you defeat it, it uh, its its max HP is lowered, so it goes from four thousand to like two thousand to one thousand. Um, yeah, I'll read the the scan that I had because I like I knew yeah. a boss fight was coming, and I knew like just from everyone talking about Gagazette and like this part specifically, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be the big one. So I just equipped everyone with like the best weapon that they have, and I didn't even bother with like a scope thing. Um, yeah. But Kimari had scan, so I used scan on both Seymour and on uh, Morty or uh, Mortichungus, whatever the fuck it's called. Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick, Morty. Pickle Morty. Yeah, Pickle Morty. <laughs> and uh, it says, beware its combo attack. If a character is zombified by Seymour's Lance of Atrophy, it will cast full life, causing an instant KO. Use protect to help survive the cross cleave, which is a good uh, a good strategy, right? Mm. Except I did that and still fucking died. Oh, really? <laughs> I had protect on everyone, Good. and it was before Seymour even did a dispel, and they still fucking died. And I was like, "Well, wow, that's not that's not good." False advertisement. So I had I had Orin in maybe the entire time, like pretty much, and he was able to tank a cross cleave. So like I did use two Mega uh, Phoenix during this because like everybody would die, but Orin would be all right, and then he would just use Mega Phoenix, and everybody would get back up, nice. and I'd be like, "Oh, here we go." Um, so that's how I was able to get through it. So. Even though that did happen to me where characters would die, I found, at least for me, Orin consistently had enough to tank it and still have over like a thousand HP left. Well, how do you deal with uh, Total Annihilation, though? That one I did. So, uh, so Total Annihilation, right? Okay. So, once we get Seymour down to a low amount of health, the, the Rick and Mortis will um, start flashing and it'll say, like, oh, he's getting ready for an attack. And then after two turns he'll use total annihilation. What's funny is if you don't kill him after that still, it only takes one turn of charging for total annihilation from then on. So you really get on the fucking back foot if you don't hurry up and take him out. Um, but total annihilation looks badass because like, this is a big, like we keep calling it a Gundam, you know what I mean? Even though it's like very like fleshy and made of like bones and scrolls and shit. It's more of an but, Ava unit or an angel. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that Total Annihilation literally is missiles. Like, like mm -hmm. he has a bunch of fucking, like, Machina robot-ass missiles that he farts out. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> and it just, like, yeah. it just wrecks your fucking party, dude. He sends out, like, fucking 15 of them. Yeah, it doesn't do too much damage per missile, but there's a lot of them. So I saw it, and it was, like, 500 yeah. damage or something. I'm like, okay, oh, I dude, can It was doing, by... like, 800 to me each time. I was like... I was like, at least, at least one of my characters will survive it, because I think I had like everything up like whatever spells that didn't get dispelled or like you know put protect up or whatever and it was like it wasn't doing a whole lot but it still was enough to just completely fucking decimate my team and i'm like well fuck what do i do yeah that was what Seems i was like, like one of those moves that if it were a later game it would have like what is it uh triggers like the the sort of thing that it gives you a cue on what button to press yeah almost like a, dance. Like a quick time yeah event. yeah like a quick time yeah. event quick time, yeah. there you go Raiden would just like hop along them into the, and slice the thing in half with like one swipe. Rising. <laughs> oh hell oh yeah! God, yes. But uh, but yeah, like even at full HP, dude, that that attack would take me out. And we were discussing it in the Discord, and eventually I was just like, well, I guess I'll just cast like shell, <laughs> like a protecting shell or whatever. And that was enough to just have Orin live with like a couple hundred HP left. And I was like, oh. But uh, at that point, like, Seymour had, like, just over 10,000 uh, HP. So I was able to, like, pretty easily Mega Phoenix, 
get Orin hasted, and then just have him attack like twice because he was doing like six thousand damage. Which I should say yeah. that you can use Orin's break spells on Seymour to have him take more damage. Oh, really? That's good. That's good. Um, there's an item that you can steal. I think it's a rare steal, so I was able to get it with Master Thief. But from oh. some of like the the Machina enemies uh, leading up to here, that's a I think they're called frag grenades or something, where it's like it does some damage like a normal grenade would, but it also breaks armor. Oh, okay, so that's so another you thing that you can probably use on Seymour. I I didn't end up using that. I the strat that I kind of like fell ass backwards into. I was like, oh, I can't believe that that worked, but that's cool. But yeah, I think I, I for some reason I thought that I saw somewhere like in the scan or something that he was immune to like the armor break or maybe I like used armor break and it did work. I I, I was kind of just like trying shit and being like, oh, just try and try and do something. Yeah, so yeah. like, oh, you um, know what? Let me tell you what I did my first time, actually. So I thought I was going to be smart. I was like, I'm smarter than this game. I'm going to fuck this game up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to wait until he's getting ready to use total annihilation and then I'll pull out Bahamut and just have Bahamut eat a total annihilation. No problem, yep. right? And so that's what I did the first time. But Seymour will just use Banish and then the next turn cast Total Annihilation. So he'll just Banish, Total Annihilation, back to back. And I was like, what? That is one of the few things I actually kind of liked about Seymour, even though I technically hated his character. But I love the one line whenever you bring out uh, an Aeon and he just says, Death awaits you. Mm -hmm. yeah really yeah so that actually goes into what my strategy ended up becoming where oh. um i had like the first thing like the first time i went through i realized that i wasn't really doing too much damage and he has seventy thousand hit points like which i also got yeah. from scan and i was just like okay i'm gonna have to do a lot of damage i gotta send out bahamut uh you uh yuna had a overdrive so it was just immediately i was able to use mega flare and it did like twenty three thousand. and i was like cool and that's when i started getting hit with like the big shit like the cross cleave or like whatever because it hits all enemies so i was like oh shit like this is this is going to be tough so what i ended up doing on my third try was like i i summoned bahamut and i was like okay i'm gonna boost him so he does more damage and then i'm gonna use him and I, I used boost and then immediately got banished and i was like oh shit but it was still at the higher um like like uh hp range so i was like okay that's fine. That's not a big deal. I'll just focus on only Seymour. And I was doing enough damage to uh, like, cause like my mentality with it was every time before when I failed, I hit both of them and killed like Mordechungus. And I was like, okay, if they're both <laughs> killed, I'm fucked because they're going to start doing that crazy shit that I just can't live through. I was like, yeah. so now I have an idea. And what I would do is anytime, like everyone had haste and I put reflect on whoever was zombified. So anytime um, I just left Titus as zombie oh. and then they would do full life and it would just cast back and do nothing. So like Titus was still alive, but that kind of became the main focus of uh, Mordechungus. Huh. And then I just kept dealing damage as much as I could and like got him all the way whittled down. And every time he was getting ready to do like a big attack or any attack i just took out a summon and had it use its attack and deal some damage and they get banished and then i was right back to my turn like without having to deal with anything oh really okay so i just did that over and over again i think all of my summons ended up like being banished except for like maybe two and i i got oh, him down wow. to like six like six thousand or two thousand hp or something and i'm like yes i can have kimari deliver the final blow and i brought kimari in and kimari had his Ooh. spear ready with like as much strength as possible and he ran up and did it and he did 500 damage and i was like okay fuck this that's worth it like th thematically but not worth it enough so i just hit him with titus and killed him and i was just like done i did it <laughs> so like 
So there's another like thing that he does during this battle too that we haven't even touched on. Like there's so much in this battle. Like there's so many things that Seymour does. Phases. But uh, one of them is he'll cast reflect um, mm -hmm. on himself, right? So you can yeah. no longer cast magic on him, and then he casts flare on himself, and it reflects to you, which does more damage that way. So he can do like ba basically at that point, it's like essentially a one hit KO. Like he's just gonna take out yeah. whoever it bounces to. But I do like that you can dispel his reflect, and then he'll just use it on himself and do like two thousand yep. damage to himself. <laughs> that's that's the other thing that I was doing as well to to deal damage. Anytime he did reflect, I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like you don't get to use dispel on me when I use reflect. Like yeah, I'm gonna do that yeah. shit too. So I had Yuna <laughs> use dispel on him, and then I also um, I also had Lulu cast uh, Bio, which he's susceptible to. But weirdly, yeah. in this fight, I feel like Bio works a way that it doesn't usually. Like it didn't do a percentage. It only did uh, fourteen hundred. Yeah, so we should. We, okay, let's go ahead. Okay, so I think we've gotten kind of through the basics of this fight, right? Like we've kind mm -hmm. of discussed. Well, like, I, have, I have one quick question. Yeah. What, did you have access to reflect as a spell? I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what would happen if you also cast reflect on yourself and he was reflected and cast flare? In this game, it only bounce. does one. It only does one. Reflect. Oh. Yeah. I know in earlier games it could like basically soft FF1, lock. Yeah. it would soft lock right. the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, th so that's like, I feel like we've discussed the right way. Now let's discuss the even more right way. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's a, there's two real good strats. There's two real good strats. So the, I I think that the surefire way. I'll do mine first, then Alex can do his. I would say that the uh, to me the surefire way to just get it done is to come in with Lulu with a uh, overdrive, and then use Fury, Bio, and just keep casting Bio over and over, and it'll it will give him poison, and then every turn he just takes quad nine damage of poison. And poison doesn't tick him over to the next phase, so he just remains in his uh, lance of Holy atrophy shit. zombie phase the whole time. So he never ends up using like total annihilation or anything. So you just do that, oh. and then you just start blocking, and you just wait. And eventually, after enough turns, Yo, he just that's dies. Fucking awesome! Yeah, that's hilarious. Which, by the way, works on like almost every boss from here on. <laughs> I knew he, he was susceptible to poison, but I never know that like. You can, uh, yeah, make I, a quad nine. I, yeah, that yeah. was like one of the first things I tried. I'm like, okay, he's susceptible to poison, and I had fury with, um, with Lulu, but I was like, okay, I don't want to use this because I don't want to. At that point, I was like, I don't want to even touch Mortichungus because I, in my brain, it was just like that's yeah. how the shit gets real, and I don't want to fucking. Yeah, I don't think it's quad nine in this. I think it's like four thousand or something. But the point is like. Poison can do quad nine <laughs> depending on how much HP the enemy has, and, and it does fucking more than enough. Oh boy. I might actually go back and do this fight that way and just like use everyone in a way so that they all get oh, yeah. experience and also like steal from him as much as I can. Just steal as much as I can. All right. So I'm interested in hearing about Alex's strategy. <laughs> so I tried this like three or four times and I was just getting tired. Um, but I discovered a new way that would make that just I think was going to break the game for me for the rest of the game. <laughs> So, remember back at the Calmlands, we get our uh, Chocobo, and uh, to the right of where we came into Calmlands, there's like one of those uh, worm on a string things. That you <laughs> the Chocobo feather, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Chocobo yeah. feather. It looks like a worm on a yeah, string. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, uh, 
So that brings us to a area which we'll just talk about later, but it's basically a, another temple. Under that, there is basically a Chocobo racing minigame yeah. where you race another Chocobo. And uh, there is a specific way to do this race that will reward you uh, 20 wings to discovery, which uh, basically there's a certain combination that of rewards you, like depending on how many chests you get, how many pulls you get, there are like penalties and rewards. But if you get three chests and no pulls, you'll get 20 or 30 wings to discovery. So I went all the way back up, uh, made sure Riku had her overdrive ready. And so when we go into this fight, um, I had Riku immediately use mix and two wings to discovery, which casts trio of quad nines, <laughs> which means every single character for every single move, as long as they're alive, will do quad nine damage for every <laughs> single attack and every single hit. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> which is ridiculous it's, it's i think you can probably just farm that for like the rest of the game if you wanted but 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 seymour still was able to kill a few of my guys and like i got pretty far in the fight where i had uh because i was still kind of figuring out what trio of 99 did at first a while i thought like oh yeah i'll just get three hits of quad nine there's no way it's any more broken than that no it's as long as your character is alive they will do quad nine that's like fiona has this enabled on her she will also heal for quad nine yeah, damage yeah it, it works both ways. That's like better than all lucky sevens. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah seriously. So I did a heal. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot Yuna lived this far into the fight. So it was just, I thought it was just Oren for a while because I was making sure Oren was surviving. But uh, for, miraculously, Yuna survived like total annihilation. So she was able to land like a huge <laughs> hit and just like take him out. But I think the better way to do this is if you have Riku and uh, use a... A fire gem, which oh, I, that's right. I think you yeah. do like four or five hits of quad nine damage that oh, way. Oh, holy shit! And wow. so, so if you just like save up a bunch of like multiple th attacks that do multiple hits of any way, like whether it's like Lulu's fury or whatever, slice and dice from like Titus, oh you yeah, can like just, so you can stack up a lot of quad nines. So just, yeah, I I know the only quad nines that I got in this fight was with Titus when I used his o overdrive, and I was only focusing on Seymour and not even worrying about the other thing, and I just did like the hits one enemy limit break or overdrive. Cut, yeah. And uh, and did quad nine damage to him, and I was like, "Yo, shit, that's awesome!" I felt yeah. cool doing that. Now I'm hearing like, "Oh, that's like a baby's challenge." No, no, no. <laughs> One quad nine. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that um, that mini game that Alex was talking about with the chocobo. That's also how I got Master Thief because if you do that and open four chests and make it to the end uh, without hitting any poles, that's how you get thirty. I think they're called pendulums, and then you can just put those pendulums mm. into Master Thief. Hopefully they don't have any other important uses that I'll need down the road, but I'm like, this sounds good to me. I'm going to use this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you're like, oh, I still have like 18 of these wings left that you can just fuck up every... Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Most boss fights for the rest of the game. And that's Seymour Flux. <laughs> mm -hmm. What a fucking... What a piece of shit. Get him out of here. Yeah, and Titus says, and stay up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, when you beat him, <laughs> Titus says, and stay up there, because you see his like fireflies going off. <laughs> that's so good. It's like Team Rocket blasting off again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a fucking fight. You know what? Like, I'm hoping we didn't forget any fucking like, attacks or things that he does. Because it's ridiculous. I'm sure we There's probably so did. He's pretty loaded. Yeah. yeah. He, he's loaded. Uh, he drops a level four key sphere, so that puts me at three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you can get ultimate now. 
as Kamari. No, I think I only have three. Oh, maybe I can. I got to look at the... I think I need four. I think there was four in a circle, but you can go three either way. I will, oh, uh, I will right. let you know next week because I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> I think you're right. Holy shit. So after the fight, uh, Titus does say, and stay up there. And then Yuna turns around and quoting Seymour from a second ago, she says, He will become sin with my help. Lies. Forget them. And I was like, oh, Orin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and then she says, if he becomes sin, Sir Jekt will be saved. And Orin just says, we're leaving. Like, Orin clearly does not want to talk about this. Like, there is something going on here. Yeah. And yeah, she calls him out on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she says, you know something. Tell me. And he just stands there and doesn't say anything. He does the Orin thing of not talking. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like an awkward silence, and then she she turns to Titus like, "Tell me." Yep, and he says, "Sin is my old man," and then Walker runs up and he goes, "Did you hit your head?" <laughs> you hit your head. Titus says, <laughs> "Sin is my old man. My old man became sin. I don't know how or why he did it. I felt him inside, and when I did, I knew it was true. I am become jacked, bringer of sin." <laughs> Uh, my old man is Spira's suffering. Sorry. And I do like that Alex said this to uh, the chat. He was like, yo, <laughs> Titus says my old man like five times in a row. <laughs> and like, he sure fucking does. <laughs> yeah. You never learn the word dad, I think. Just yeah, the thing. I know. It's like, how many times did to say it? Like, my old man, he became sin. My big, my, my, big, my big guy. My, my mom's guy. <laughs> my, my large fella. My, my mom's guy. There, there might have been a point where Titus said father because that's like the title of like uh, the one, the one guy or something. I, I kind of wanted to just take him saying oh, father yeah. and replace every time he says my old man with just old man with just father. Sin is my father. My father became sin. You hit your head. And the unit, unit, I feel like unit just accepts it. She's just like, oh, okay. And yeah. she says, even, even knowing that sin is your father, still, you know that I must. And Titus says, I know, let's get him. I think my old man would want that. My old man. Uh, Lulu says, you'd fight your own father. And I like that Titus says, oh, yeah, no problem there. Yeah, I saw him one, remember? Yeah, yeah. This is essentially just the, the movie Hot Rod, where the premise of it is uh, Andy Samberg um, hates his stepdad and his stepdad's always like a jerk to him. So he like wants to kick his ass and is always trying to, but never can. And then his <laughs> stepdad gets like a terminal like disease and needs like a, a life saving surgery. And um, Andy Samberg's like, OK, I'm going to raise enough money so that I can get you this life saving surgery so then I can kick your fucking ass. <laughs> 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 um Walker comes in and says, Uh, about your old man. You sure this ain't some kind of bad toxin dream or something? Then Chapu. And I was like, oh, that does kind of uh, suck. Yeah. If you think about it that way. It's like, mm. yo, your dad killed my brother. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh yeah, Walker even says, I uh I think I'll just pretend I didn't hear nothing. I'm a little confused, yeah. Why did this all have to happen? Waka, sorry, not to just, like, it's very sad, I understand. It's like, that's a big <laughs> moment of time. Uh, Sin's killed a whole lot more people than fucking just Chapu. Oh, I know, like, he, I know, I know. He annihilated all of the fucking Operation <laughs> Meehan, like, well, I guess, he like, killed, it's the thing uh, of, like... <laughs> yeah, it hits close to home, I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's less like, oh, he killed my brother and more like my brother was killed by your dad. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. now he has like a very like 
singular point he can point to and be like, oh, it's not just Sin, some giant fucking kaiju. It's your dad. <laughs> like, your dad killed my brother and everybody I care about. When has Waka ever had information that kind of points the blame at someone, sort of, and has taken it too far, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then, uh, yeah, after Waka says, why did all this have to happen? Orin just says, we'll learn when we arrive soon. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But uh, then we're allowed to walk off, and there is, thank God, a save point on the next screen. There's also uh, a chest right before it. It's easy to miss. Indeed. With the Jupiter crest. Oh, I did not get that. I need to get that. I thought it was a Saturn crest. Maybe it, it's always different in whatever versions. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's crest toothpaste. It's different every time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any of those moments where you finish a very difficult boss fight? And you know there's a save point coming somewhere, but you have to, like, hustle towards it. Because yeah. in my case, there have been a couple times where uh, all of a sudden the game just crashes for no reason. <gasps> yeah, no, or yeah. Or the power goes out. After you've done something, like, monumental, it is usually just, like, save, save now. Like, who knows what could happen. What I was, um, what was I doing? Oh, it was when I was playing, when I was, like, really into Tekken or whatever. Like, when I thought I had the time to become a, a competitor. <laughs> my cat, like tried to get on the PC, <laughs> like get up on the desk shrimps. by stepping on the PC. Yeah, shrimps. And he just stepped on the power button so long that it hard powered off my computer <laughs> as I was in the middle of the fight. And I was like, I'm going to be punished for rage quitting. <laughs> shrimps knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. Well, thank God we've seen the last of Seymour. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, Titus did say stay up there, so it's fine. I mean, he'll do it, right? He's compliant. I feel like, okay, I'm, this is going to be a little rude, and I'm gonna, we're going to get tweets at us after this. I'm about to I'm about to ruin all of our lives. We're going to get canceled for this uh, one, Tweet boys. directly at Curtis, not the every FNF account. <laughs> I think with this fight, uh, I'm beginning to have a little bit of doubt about uh, Yuna's readiness, because she has had multiple opportunities to send this motherfucker. <laughs> and I guess she just forgot again. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair, I guess. She forgets when she gets nervous. <laughs> she just got the, the bloodthirst in her is is just taking control. And she's like, yes, I fucking killed him. I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> it's a big send. S sending is very yesterday. Today is all about stone touch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have a hot take about this uh, about this boss fight, by the way. I have written down on a piece of paper what I think your hot take is. So I'm interested yeah. to hear it, and we'll we'll see. I have it. I'm I'm gonna keep it here, and I'll show the All camera right, gonna, once I'm you say it. I'm gonna say it, and then after I say it, you can flip it. Yeah, okay. I think uh, I think this boss fight's pretty good. <laughs> That's my hot take. Why? Because uh, I, it I think I have the benefit. It's comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have the benefit of um, having like all the surrounding of it of people being like oh that fight that fight you know like i kind of knew what i was getting into a little bit and i was expecting so much work i, I or like so much worse i was expecting way more of like a, a optional boss weapons thing sure. like in my second game over i was like fuck this fight this is fucking stupid this cutscene's stupid I summoned Bahamut and was getting in my final one and was getting ready to use him and didn't get to. So I missed out on like 23,000 damage and was still able to like get through it just by being like, okay, well, I tried this and I lost to it. It sucks that it's a trial and error and you get a game over and you have to watch the cutscene again. But 
it for me it wasn't too much trial and error of just being like i have no fucking idea what i'm doing yeah again i came at it at a different thing than if i was playing this when i first played final fantasy 10 and got to this point i would probably hate it because it wasn't as easy to find strats back then and all that but yeah I was able to well, figure like, it out without like... actually having to look at a strat. So I was yeah. like, you know what? This fight's pretty good. I, It's definitely not fair. It definitely changes the rules of the game a little bit in a lot of ways. And I totally understand that people are like, fuck this fight. But I was kind of like, I was expecting a lot worse. So I think it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, well, I got my reasoning wrong. But my first words are, it's good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that essentially down. the same as it's pretty good. What was your reasoning? My reasoning was because of the challenging nature of it. Yeah, also because of the challenging nature of it as well, definitely. That's definitely part of it. Because here's the thing. I actually do agree with you about this. I think that the bad part of this battle is the cutscene before it. That's the bad part of this battle. Um, And there are enemies, there are going to be bosses later on that are similarly inscrutable and obtuse with their rules that are much worse than this one because... They will just game over you instantaneously and not tell you the rules of why. And this one at least gives you a little leeway, like a turn or two to figure something out. Like before he uses total annihilation, the game is literally like, hey, something big is getting ready to happen. See all these flashing lights and shit? You should probably get ready for something. And so like, even though you aren't ready for the absolute damage that total annihilation is going to cause, it at least tells you, at least flags it. And is like, hey, this is going to be a thing. And like, it's one hit KO thing with the Lance of Atrophy and full life combination at the beginning only affects one person at a time. So you can Mm -hmm. learn it and still progress on like and you can change equipment in the middle of a battle, too. So if you have somebody like Alex had Riku's uh, armor or whatever that allowed her to um, uh, use like a remedy or something like when she gets hit with it, you could just change to that in the middle of a fight. Like so if you learned this technique, you could just do it right there. You don't have to start the battle over to do it. So like I actually agree. I think it is a very good fight for those reasons. Like it's challenging, but it does kind of tell you what the rules are going to be as it goes. Like when he casts reflect on himself, why would he cast reflect on himself, right? He can't cure himself that way. So it must be for an attack coming up or to keep you from attacking. Either way, you're going to want to dispel it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like it's it's projected in a way that at first, like with how overwhelming it is, like the first try through, I was like, okay, fuck this. The second time through, I was like, wow, fuck that. But like it was enough trial and error in a way that wasn't too punishing for immediate failure like within the fight like you definitely have to know shit going into it like it's probably impossible to first try but like once you know some of the things about it you're like okay well i tried that and it didn't work so i don't want to try that anymore i've been having success with this using dispel all of that right like i think that's i think that was good like and especially if you use haste or haste aga like you have enough leeway between like the boss's turns to try different things if it was just like you each only get one turn or only one of your characters gets a turn and then that happens like fuck that i would hate it yeah yeah that's 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 all i have to say about that how about you ollie what do you you have any closing thoughts on this episode uh i mean i it was definitely one of the ones that came close to making me quit the game i will admit that yeah yeah but yeah i i can't allude to the one that actually did but you get there soon. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure listeners are probably are like, I know exactly which one Ali's talking about. <laughs> like, I will say the next boss in the game, I have not beaten without cheesing before, so I'm looking very much forward to trying that the right way. 
And of course, the right way is whatever way it works for you. But I mean, like, yeah, you know, the designer intended way. Yeah, yeah. I have never beaten the next boss of this game the designer intended way. I'm excited. It's gonna be so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, Alex from now on is just gonna be like triple nine or <laughs> trio of nines. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got. Oh yeah, it was thirty, not twenty. I got those. That's cool. so I 20, <laughs> so you're good for left. fifteen battles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that there's that many more bosses, so I think you're gonna be fine. Hey, you know what I want to do this week? I know it's like a really minor thing, but I'm a, I'm a petty bitch. I'm a petty, petty man. Uh, this week, let's. We haven't done this in a long time. Let's give our own Twitch and Twitter handles out, because <laughs> we never do that. Hell yeah. Like for our outro. <laughs> but sure. I was going to say, Ollie, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at John Tier, which is D-J-A-N-T-I-R. Yeah, and just go back to the second episode to get a link to that. Or just in the, these show notes, <laughs> which I've also put in there. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I actually changed it. Add art to the end of that. Yeah. A-R-T. <laughs> yeah. So don't go back to the second episode. <laughs> no. Maybe I'll go correct it. Yeah. <laughs> But thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to you if you or when you end up doing Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, we oh. will. Oh, we, oh will. we will. These guys won't shut the I, fuck up. <laughs> I, know that you're a, uh, I know that you're the truest Final Fantasy VIII fan, Ali. Yeah, you got to come back on for <laughs> yes. us. Sure. Keep us, keep us <laughs> <Okay>. honest. <laughs> Yeah, but if you have any other like thoughts later down the line, you could totally like just either hit us up IRL or like call us at our hotline. Leave us a voicemail at five three zero materia, which we actually have one. Speaking of Seymour, I think it's actually involved yeah. Seymour if we want to play that and listen to it. Let's do it. Hey guys, it's Dan Park. Uh, I just figured out that. Seymour would probably be in a him cover band, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Anyways, what other members of the Final Fantasy X cast would be in what kind of cover band? All right, see ya. <laughs> All right, Thanks, Dan. get ready you, for Dan. a three-hour awesome. podcast. Here we go. Yeah, uh, this, <laughs> this one's already no, you pretty know what? chunky, but oh this my episode God. has the gravity, though. This is the important one, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, right off the bat... I think Lulu would definitely be in an Evanescence cover band. Ooh, very good. I like it. Aaron like could be the guy that they added for uh, Wake Me Up who just goes, Wake me up! <laughs> <laughs> like, that was supposed to only be Amy Lee's song, but they were like, no, we need to have this dude in it for some reason because I guess new Metal's big right now. Alex may be able to back me up on this. I was going to say Riku... Oh, I was going to say she could also be a Gwen Ooh. Stefani, like a no doubt. Hell yeah, oh, yeah. I was thinking I that. think because of like... The- her affinity with um, Machina, I was thinking Devo, because they're kind of oh, Mark Mothers Barrows, yeah. very like Machina heavy music. <laughs> <laughs> what is Devo but Machina music? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of any uh, any situation or circumstance ever that Yuna would sing pop music, so I'm just going to skip right past her, because there's no way that that would ever happen. <laughs> when something's going wrong, you must use it. Now use it. Albert Potion. <laughs> now Quistus. Quistus good. <laughs> I'm picturing Lulu as more classy. She's more the uh, piano side singer. Oh, hell yeah! I don't know anybody who like who. who yeah, I don't know any names. Kamari would be kind of like a Tom Waitsy thing. 
Oh my oh, yeah, goodness. Oh yeah, for sure. Blues. Bluesy. <laughs> he has the voice already for Tom Waits. I love it. Waka would be in a Creed equivalent band. I was, I was going to say Titus would be like a Stained or Creed or something like that. <laughs> Titus is a Nickelback. No, d- Titus would just be Jock Jams. <laughs> what was that one, what, uh, one song? I was when you mentioned uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence, I thought of that one uh, Seether track, "Broken," that which that she features on. Oh I'm yeah, broken. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually if you wanna if you wanna give yourself a treat, uh, look up the corn featuring Amy Lee, uh, like <laughs> MTV unplugged version yeah, of Freak, Freak on, on a leash. leash. Yeah. Hell yeah. And she swears and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I think. So I know we already kind of said Oren, but I think. Oren would be into bluegrass music. Yeah, he's a, he's a dad rocker. I yeah. I was thinking more like he'd be into like Clutch, where it's like a cool rock band, like kind of an older like rock yeah. band, like oh, older yeah, people usually tend to yeah yeah true. like a, a new like like current rock, but like they are heavily influenced by and like aspire to be like classic rock. Clutch fucking <laughs> rules. I love that band. Anyway, I'm sorry. I saw them. I saw them live, but it was between uh, the fall of Troy opening up a show for Coheed and Cambria, and I feel like in that setting, I didn't appreciate them as much. That's as a I very should, weird like, setting for them. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh my god, fucking fall of Troy. Holy shit, holy shit. And then Clutch played, and they like, you know, they kick ass and all that. But I was just like, oh, when's Coheed going on? Which is shitty, but yeah, I was also yeah. like 16 or 18. No, I understand. Or whatever, I, I definitely understand. I mean, it, it feels like I'm sure that people who are younger than us who listen to the podcast, as soon as they hear me be like, fucking clutch kicks ass, they're going to be like, oh, my God, this fucking <laughs> boomer ass motherfucker. No, you know what? RN would just be a fucking Bruce, Bruce Springsteen cover band. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I drank my piss and it was just right. Brother Lori looks like he's in a band. He's got like the eyeliner and the mohawk. I was saying he'd be like industrial, you know what I mean? Or he's like one of the alternate percussionists for Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cl- clown core. Uh, I can't explain my reasoning behind it, but uh, yeah, walk as a juggalo. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think there's That's any question saying, about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's at the gathering, you know. <laughs> I feel like the jungle community is more like open-minded than Waka is. One hundred percent. Yeah, maybe sure. so. Yeah, it's true. Okay, actual like classic dad rock though, like Deep Purple or something like that. Sid. Oh yeah, we always go. Yeah. Every, all all Sids are dad rock. <laughs> oh, totally. All Sids. As far as NPCs, I can totally see Shalinda into some sort of like Christian camp music. Oh man, Shalinda <laughs> would be. Yeah. <laughs> if, only, yeah. Uh, if only I could change her. But uh, thank you again, Ollie, for coming on. Yes, thank you. Um, Carl, where can people find you on Twitch? Uh, yeah, mostly just twitch.tv slash Carl Germ. Also that on Twitter, which is like the Twitch-specific one that I've been using a lot more recently. Talking about Scatman a lot, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you have any runs coming up or you just did your last of them? No, me? that's actually, I, I was thinking about it the other day and it was like, I think this is the first time since like September that I don't have any marathon runs coming up that are looming over me and it feels pretty good. So I'll probably <laughs> continue just doing the, the same speed games that I've been doing. Uh, might jump back into Dark Souls Remastered for a minute and uh, I want to start doing Demon's Souls soon. So Hell that's yeah. about it. Yeah. You've got to get your world record back, though, on a Demon Tower. First. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be this week, which is probably by the time everyone's listening to this last week. So check the <laughs> leaderboard and see if I was successful. <laughs> <laughs>
Curtis, you don't really stream much right now, right? Uh, not right now. I haven't been. But if you would like to follow me on Twitch or Twitter, you can do so under the name Twirlin Curtis. T-W-I-R-L-I-N-C-U-R-T-I-S. Cool. And um, yeah, I sometimes stream, but I'm on uh, Twitch and Twitter as Malform, M-A-L-4-M. Um, I might stream some Hades or some FFX homework eventually, but mostly Hades. <laughs> Yo, hell yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. Uh, I'm, I'm close to usurping my dad. It's really <laughs> close. Your old man, I think, is uh, what Titus would say. Why is every game about killing your dad? <laughs> <laughs> All games is the same. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, Alex, w- would you like to uh, bury our bodies under a pile of rubble in the snow on the path up Mount Gagazette? I would love to. Um, thank you to Night of the Round for the theme music. Um, as always, they are streaming at KOTR Metal. Uh, they are currently in the middle of FF8. Uh, have you guys ever heard of that game? <laughs> no, I haven't. Is it good? <laughs> Wait, there's a there's an eighth Final Fantasy game. I had no idea. Yeah, like I I don't know. Like I know I thought it just ended at like X two and, <laughs> and and then they went to like what first class and then they did a few spinoffs. Of the <laughs> first class. Final Fantasy Origins Wolverine featuring Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you to Nobo Uematsu and Masashi Hamauzu and Juni Nakano for the game music. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever. Again, call us at 530 Materia and check us out at every F and FF on all the things. And pitiful podcast hosts, your hope ends here and your meaningless podcast with it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <God>. everybody. <laughs> See you, everyone. Thank you.